This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 40th episode of Tales of Tamriel. I am Magellus, your humble, never gonna give you up, yeah, melee Templar, and <laughs> with me this afternoon, yeah, I know, that didn't work out as well as I really wanted to, alright, he who wishes he could be melee, but is stuck in the constant impulse loop, Deltia of Deltia's Gaming, how are you today, good sir? Oh, werewolf, I'm back, baby. Nice, uh, who'd you get to ravage you? Uh, excuse me? Yeah, well, you know, they take you to that back corner and then they, like, attack you. I got a couple people from the guild to give me a bite. Oh, a couple? Oh well, I got, I got a couple more than one tune, you know. Oh, I, I see. Uh, For those who play alts. Oh, I see. Okay. I thought it just we got kinky there for a second. Well, we had a pack bite me. Is that weird? A pack bite me? Like, all of them just kind of went at you. Oh, hey, guys. Hey, ladies. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, awesome. ladies. <laughs> All right, um, and Delta, you had a little announcement you wanted to do right here as well. Uh, regarding? Your shirt. Okay. Well, <laughs> you didn't preface that very well. I, I told you in pre-show. Oh, oh, hot lies. Real quick, um, I wanted to make a shirt for, like, Delta's gaming my shirt, but kind of make it really specific to Elder Scrolls. So I wrote Zoss and asked if um, I could use one of their images, and they said basically no, but I could... If someone's an artist and could draw a Khajiit, um, what I want to do is kind of say this one likes Elder Scrolls Online guides and then have a logo and then a picture of a Khajiit. So if you could draw and, you know, you have a little bit extra time and you'd, uh, you know, want to draw a little Khajiit figure or something for me, that'd be great. So if that's the case, you can email me or contact the show at, was it tellstamriel at gmail? Jealous? Uh, you can use that one, or you can use podcast at Tales of Tamriel as well. Or yeah, info sure. at Delta is gaming, whisper me in game, anything. But I'd appreciate it if someone's you know talented and has a little bit extra time to draw me a Khajiit, because I do want to get some more shirts made up. So thanks. Awesome. I can draw a stick figure Khajiit. Will that do? Please. Okay. I mean, it'll literally be a stick figure with cat ears and a long something coming out of its bum that we'll call a tail. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I'll pass on that uh, artist rendition. <laughs> nice. Okay. Also, we have some special guests on the show. The RP Masters themselves. That's Knight's Knight and Moriel of ESO RP Podcast. Dear goodness. How are you guys doing this afternoon? 
We're doing pretty good. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> One of us is a pirate right now. One of us is a pirate. Yes, which yes. which which is a pirate? Arr. 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 I'd be Decanius, quartermaster of the Redwater Buccaneers. Excellent. We have a pirate on the show. It's not even pirate day yet. Like talk like it's, a pirate day. Like it's yeah. actually past that. It is past that. So. Uh, the pirate is, of course, Night's Night. Can you uh, go ahead and describe for our listeners exactly how you came prepared to the show today? I being full garb, I got my skull cap on, the eyeliner to scare my enemies, and my eyes red with the blood of my victims. And irritation. <laughs> um. So, I, I was eyeliner kind of a... Uh, you know, a hot commodity back in those days? Aye, it still looked menacing. Hmm, I see. That's you why Johnny wear, Depp is really wear, menacing. Right? You still wear eyeliner, right, uh, Jealous? Oh, me? All the time. Yeah, and, and lipstick. Well, but only hey. when I borrow it from you. <laughs> I can never get a good shade for myself. Well, lipstick well is played. to scare the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. All right, so for those of you who don't know, this is what the show is going to be like for today. All right, it's just going to be craziness. Chaos. We don't we don't have Thais to reel us in today. Yes, this is true. There is no Thais today. She is not here. She is out visiting her mom, and she will be back probably next week. So have no fear. But for now, you guys are gonna have to be subject to whatever it is we come up with. Sadly, because we are here, it will be even worse. It's it it, it's gonna be terrible. No, I'm just kidding. These guys are great. It will be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Already. It hurts already. Oh, I've my. been doing it like I made a video before I came on here too, and I was doing pirate voices. <laughs> and you are drinking what today to help with your your voice? <clears throat> I I've been drinking the blood of my victims, not Greek, not Greek. Nice. <laughs> okay. All right, we're gonna move on before this really degrades even further into the game news. <laughs> So, since we kind of went off on a little craziness already, let's go ahead and just get into the aggressive stuff right now. There's been a new Battlemaster corner, the Spell Sword. Deltia, how awesome was this build? Um, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> think it's very awesome. I was really kind of hoping to be a little bit more aggressive, like the way I built it up. And you were like, yeah. No, I'm not going to. You know, people's creations, people trash on me, and, you know, I... Sometimes I don't like it, which I got my first um, suicidal threat where someone said, kill my, I should kill myself because oh, I'm wow. bad. You know what so that means. I'm You're doing a real internet right. celebrity now. Right. I'm doing something right on YouTube if people are threatened to tell me I should kill myself. But besides that, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Um, I don't know. The build, it's kind of, it's once again, I appreciate them finding people that are thinking outside the box. So I'll preface it with that. With that being said... I mean, there's a couple of morphs that are very questionable. Destructive touch, destructive reach. It's a knockback, but you're a Dragonite. Use impulse. You know, if you have a destruction staff, you don't want them knockback. You want them to do AOE damage right in your face. So that's kind of questionable. Shifting standard, I don't think anyone takes that anymore. They take the, the standard of might, which basically is, you know, stays in place, but does tons of damage. 
Um, and then their second ultimate is kind of questionable. Usually people, if they're doing damage with a great sword, they go Flawless Dawnbreaker because you get a flat 13% damage increase. And he or she went Meteor, which is a nice slow effect and stuff. But, you know, I just I, I didn't care for it that much. But I, I do appreciate the person submitting their build and giving their insight because I know it's uh, it's hard to put your stuff out on the Internet and then people troll it. So I'm not going to troll it that much, I should oh. say. All right. Well, I understand that. We we generally are a, a better community than all of that. Um, I thought the the screenshot he submitted of his character was neat. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> even like when when I go back and look at my previous builds, like you know, six months ago, I'm like, why did I have that ability on? I mean, so as you learn the game and it progresses, you know, things change, and so I'm not going to hammer people too much because oh, you know absolutely. we all we all make mistakes, but. It's just nice they do pick things out outside the box, but I really would like them to go get the ultra builds going. Just a couple of them. Get the Dragon Knight PvP build. Get get these Knight Blades that can drop, you know, 15 Bale of Blades. Get one of these big dogs, like the Defunct guys or We Kill Bosses, one of the top guilds. Get one of them guys to post a build. I'd like to see that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Morio, how about, how about you? Did you take a chance to look at this build? I did. I found... Like Deltia, I found some of these. I just exited out of the thing, uh, but I found one of. Yeah, I found these to be very questionable. In that, I think in their AOE thing, they listed things like destructive reach, which, like Deltia said, is a good knockback, and it's it's good, I guess, if you're leveling and you're running some like a very different build from this, but. Honestly, like for a Dragon Knight, that's not what you need. And in their single target things, they have a lot of things like Inferno that does things to uh, sort of a larger group of targets. So it seems like it's kind of all messed up in different directions. Okay. Now, one other thing. The Sea of Flames is, I'm going to be completely mm. honest, is a terrible morph. It because really is. everyone uses Flames of Oblivion and then just uses Spell Symmetry. It's the highest Dragonite DPS build out there. All you do, Engulfing Flames, have your little derpy thing that gives 13% weapon and spell crit to anyone's hitting it, and then Crushing Shock until you're blue in the face, tap, and then you can pull 1,500 damage. A second. Um, so that's it's just a bad morph. That it is. Because magic is never a problem in this game when you have a healer. If you're leveling and soloing, I can see that. But, you know, I don't know what it's for. I guess one of the biggest problems with these builds, like, not with the person's build, but with the Battlemaster corner in and of themselves, very few of them, I wish at the very start of the, the thing, the first question they should ask is, what is your build intended for? Yeah, that's a good point. Because these the, the things that he uses, yeah, very well might not be the best, but like even anyone who you know has played this game in a group dynamic knows you switch abilities out. I generally run with my Templar heal on when I'm by myself or, or with Thais, but when I'm in a group thing where I know I have a dedicated healer at all time and that's their job, I switch out to either uh, Luminous yeah. Shards or Repentance if Delta is in the party. Oh um, my god. <laughs> <laughs> um because those offer better group utility than me off healing with my because I don't have much magic I do a stamina build. Um, Fail. Stop it. Um, 
but obviously your abilities will change based on what you're doing. When I'm running by myself or with Thais, my build is different than when I'm running with, you know, like Kipster and Deltia in a in a veteran dungeon or something like that. Because then, then I have someone who's doing the tanking, who handles most of the big mobs. I don't really have to worry about too much defensive, just very little. Or very little healing in general because I have a dedicated healer. So I can move some of my heavy heals and just get my heals other ways. Your um, next build should be a pirate. My next build is a pirate. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> well, no, I use my two-hand greatsword. It's awesome. It's sexy. All right. Um, since we have uh, the uh, ESORP guys, do you guys notice like, the very first uh, section was like a little RP thing? Where he said, you know, his father's decorated swordsman uh, of House Indrel. Yeah? No? House yeah, I did the real Okay, so he kind of got into his little bit of RP in there, huh? I like it. All right. We're going to go ahead and move on to the next bit of news. If anyone does, does anyone else have anything to say about that Battle Master Corner before we move on? Well. Well? Okay. Well, I, I mean, just like looking at the RP thing, having your father be a decorated member of House Indrel and then having your mother be a ashlander i'm just kind of like hmm okay yeah that's kind of like you know royal family having affair with somebody from like i don't know russia yeah <laughs> ashlanders are not noble house no no, no they, they're, they're particularly looked down upon by all the nobles yeah. so and you can tell an ashlander by their uh war paint i believe too I think they are the ones with a. Usually, you'll see them wearing like the barbaric style and the, yeah. the war paint all over them. Yeah. Plus, you know, spoilers. While everyone else is going praise the three, they're like they killed uh, Narovar. You know that kind of thing. No, that hasn't happened yet in ESO, but it will. No, I'm just kidding. Moving on to the next section, third person camera offset coming maybe. Uh, perusing around the forums and on Reddit and stuff. Uh, in the PTS 1.5 API documentation, there was some interesting little strings, which I'm going to go ahead and post in the chat for people if my chat decides to work. Okay, my chat's not working. Great. Oh, well. What do you, what do you need to post? The link? Yeah, just post the link. I'll do it. All right, thanks. I don't know why, but my chat now just doesn't want to load. Joys of a live show, everybody. It's awesome. Um, yeah, Interesting camera setting, third-person horizontal offset, offset multiplier, and a vertical offset. It looks like what they're going to be doing, according to this API, is allowing us to be able to adjust our cameras the way we want when we scroll out into third-person. Um, Knights, so let's hear from you. Do you find this useful? Don't care? Well, I think it could be useful if you want to record like RP events. Um, but other than that, I, I just don't really see a need, to be honest, for myself personally. Sure. I would other actually, cam- I would actually really disagree with that because, I mean, there are times I, like, say someone walks up um, and they're wearing, this actually this happens all the time, like, we're under, like, this big tent thing and this guy, I'm, like, leaning up against a post and this guy walks up and he's like, you know, hey, guys, how are you? You know, I'm wearing this new armor. Take a look at this armor. Well, I can't, like, leave where I'm at, so I have to, like, really do weird things to adjust the camera to be able to see things. Sure. Why are you always hanging out in tents? Because that's where the other guild is at. 
that makes sense. Well, let's not question why we're out in tents. We'll just say we're out in tents and it's awesome. Um, <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I prefer, like, I like to scroll out into third person. I often play in third person when I'm doing most anything. Um, however, my draw distance on how far back I like to go is not as far back as full third person. So being kind of getting that off the shoulder view, sometimes I wish I could just zoom out behind my character only a little bit and not be stuck in that third person like that over the shoulder view. So if I could adjust it so that I'm only half of the distance out from third person and yet still directly behind my character, I think I'd like that. Because uh-huh. I think that would be helpful for me. Because being stuck in that... Uh, little third person problem is, is a mess especially when trying to pick up items I notice that sometimes when you zoom in your your cursor is not exactly where you thought it was anyone else see that yeah I do I do see that it really only becomes a problem when you're trying to loot things but still <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, anyone have anything else they'd like to say on the third person camera you didn't ask me what I thought about it I know I skipped over no I'm just kidding go ahead Deltia <laughs> I wish you could zoom out a little bit more, uh, to be honest. The over-the-shoulder thing, I think it, I think it's actually kind of cool because I like the look of my character. And if I'm not doing super hardcore content or PvP, I'll zoom in kind of close just to, you know, check out the cool-looking armor that they have. Sure. So I actually might use this. Cool. Yeah, I'm curious if they'll allow us to draw it out a little further. Um, I know other games actually had a limit, too, and you actually had to do a not a console command but it was similar you actually had to adjust the default distance your camera would go uh mm-hmm. to actually draw back further i don't know if this game will have that or not it'd be nice if they did all right next up our friends over at Tamron foundry uh updated their enchanting simulator and uh, several of their enchanting guides this was really cool guys really really cool the uh, new enchanting pl- or page actually has a little visual GUI simulator now that you can actually throw your different runes in there and find out what you're gonna get thank god I, I, I mean at first when you're learning you, you maybe tend to learn as you go along but say you, you're looking for something in particular and you don't have all the runes uh, deciphered yet you can build it in here and know exactly what you're after um, I know there's a, and like an iPhone app that does that, which I use. I actually used it the other night to figure out what runes I needed for my stamina glyphs. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is actually really nice to use if you don't have that uh, that thing for your phone. <laughs> uh, did either of you guys see this, uh, Knight or Morial? For the, uh, what the, the. Uh... The simulator? No, I, I'm just looking at this, but I do do enchanting, and so this is really helpful for me so far. Um, I don't know if, like, some of you guys may know, I don't actually, like, play the game. <laughs> I just kind of, like, log in and play my own game. <laughs> Alright. I RP. I, I RP, okay, I see. And then I'll have other people enchant and make stuff for me. Alright. Alright. <laughs> Freeloader like that. <laughs> Um, the crafting in this game for me is probably one of the best crafting systems I've ever done in a game and there's a reason why I have more points in crafting than I do in combat currently it's because it's fun I love it (laughs) 
Ooh, bug loss. Oh, speaking of which. Bug loss? How about Ooh. you, Deltia? Did you uh, see the enchanting simulator? Yeah, I put it out on Twitter that everyone should go check it out. I mean, I think it's awesome, especially if you haven't memorized all this stuff or you don't want to go searching around and that sort of thing. So it turned out really nice. I like the look of it and the interface. It's easy to use, intuitive. So yeah, it really helps people. Once you get the hang of enchanting, it's not so bad, but it does take a minute to get used to it. So it's helpful. Sure. I think the essence runes are some of the hardest things to know what you need because there's like 900 of them. There's a lot, but then yeah. you, you use three of them eventually. And that's about it. What? You don't, you don't do uh, what is it? Frost resist to Matt, you know, no, no, it's no. not not really a concern of mine. Glyph Man. of uh, glyph of bashing, glyph of rage. I do use bashing. Yeah, glyph of bashing increases uh, increases bash damage by twenty seven. Oh my, that's huge. That's awesome, man. I can I, hit for like uh, one hundred and fifty, like a Templar. Keep it. <laughs> oh, ow, ow, <laughs> my pride. Ouch. All right, we're gonna move on because I'm gonna cry. Guild spotlight. Yeah, there's another one, guys. Um, but you know what? It's a French-speaking guild all about vampires. Oh, but they do like role-playing. So, you go. I mean, that's cool. Except you have to speak French. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Is that French? Yeah, close enough. That's Canadian. <laughs> that's Canadian. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> it's Canadian. I see. So, yeah. Uh, guild. I, I can't even pronounce that name. I'm not even going to try. It'll be bad. Ray <laughs> Vampiris. Thank you, thank you. Vampiris, I could have got, but the, I don't know about the first one. So, in other words, yeah. Except for their Almari Dominion, they are a French role-playing guild, mostly concerned with vampires and werewolves, and role-playing. So, if you're a French-speaking person who wants to join a kind of a werewolf or vampire guild, maybe you should check them out, or what just go watch to? a dub version of Twilight. I don't know. Well, you drink, I drink blood. And you, I drink blood, too. <laughs> Do werewolves really drink blood? I think they just eat you. Just, like, eat your heart. I think they eat your intestines, probably. You know, I'm pretty sure, like, the Bosmer have, like, meat beers. <coughs> so maybe that's what they drink. Meat what? beers? Yeah. Oh, they do. That. I, there is a recipe. Jaga. What is it called? Jaga, oh, my goodness. I think. Or There's one the called Rotmeth, which is used with, like, meat. It's kind of one of I can't remember. One of them is milk based, and the other is like meat based. (laughs) Well, gotta love them Bosmers. They do throw the best barbecues. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) All right, moving on to the next bit of news. Again, another cool little thing that we found in the um, in the API information for 1.5. But there seems to be, I guess, they're now adding code to allow and flag trial accounts. So that's kind of cool. For those who are wondering, other games, uh, other MMOs often have a free trial period that you can get. And you can play the game with restrictions for a certain amount of time. Sometimes they limit you by time. Sometimes they limit you by... um, by like a certain level lock you to a certain zone i don't know um but it looks like they are working on a way of allowing these to come into the game which it would be great because i have a bunch of friends who i'm still trying to talk into this game but they're still kind of like i don't know 
So it'd be kind of nice to be like, dude, now you can just download it and try it for like a week and then buy it because you'll love it. And, uh, you know, join me. So, yay. Uh, Delty, what do, what do you think about free trials? As long as this isn't a free-to-play, um, you know, initiative, I'm happy with it because it's a big investment to get in MMOs for people that aren't used to it. It's not, you know, you just buy it and that's it. It's it's a really big investment. And so I think it gives a lot of people a chance to taste it and see if it's worth it for them and then interact with the community. Is it going to bring some derps in the game? Yeah, it's going to, but they're going to be at low level. I think they should make it unrestrictive just to a certain level cap, like say maybe 10 or 15 to get your second weapon. And I would like to see that and really unlock the game. Let people legitimately try it. Don't try to just hamstring them and get their money. Let them try it. See if it's for them. Because that's what you're going to get customers long term. But I think it's a really positive thing. It's, like I said, as long as it's not the next free-to-play thing. Let me let me go ahead and calm your fears there, Delta. <clears throat> Some of the codes in here, such as flagging for a trial account. This is legitly a trial account, like a week trial. Because some of the things that they do is whispering is disabled on trial accounts, so you won't see a bunch of gold spammers coming on using trial accounts to spam you. Trial accounts can only whisper friends, so they have to add you to a friend you have to accept, and then they can whisper you so you can talk to your friends, and they're not allowed to join guilds. So that kind of stuff. So it's a limited factor so that you can't abuse the system in any way or... Well, they always find a way around it. I'm know? sure they will, but it, it's a, it's at least a little bit of a stopgap measure as well. You know, plus you won't see 900, um, you know, Chinese gold farmers whispering you every five seconds by esogold.com. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll just see 600 of them instead. Well, only no, they, in, only in trade up. chat. They've you cleaned can... it up pretty good, but yeah, I mean, if it gets more people in this game that really enjoy it, great, do it. Well, it, it is a good thing. I think every MMO should have a free trial period. I, I really do. Yeah. Because, like you said, MMOs are... a It's not like Shadows of Mordor. You know, I'll say that one because I just beat that game. It took me like 30 hours. I threw down 50 bucks, or 60 rather, played it, great, I'm done. You know, MMOs are a something you play with your friends, something you often play for years to come. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a it's a time investment because it's not a in 30. What could you do in 30 hours, Delta? You could probably do a little bit more than most people. But for me, I couldn't do a whole lot in 30 hours. Mud, I couldn't, quote unquote, finish the game in 30 hours. Oh, you'd probably look at a couple mud crabs, get a couple iron ore, dink around, maybe kill one or two things. Then you're 30 hours up. Exactly. So it, it is when people join an MMO. I know that kind of pushes people away. From a lot of MMOs, especially if they played others in the past or are currently playing some and are looking for like another one to jump to because they're bored of the one they're in, most people don't want to just buy it and hope it's good. Because I don't know about you guys, but I bought MMOs thinking, oh, I'll try it. I mean, it, it, maybe it's good, and it was a total flop. Similar to Final Fantasy XIV when it first came out. Not A Realm Reborn original 14 oh i think i i oh bought God. the collector's edition i played it for three hours i never picked it up again not until a realm reborn came really out. yeah no literally three hours is all wow. i could do of it and i was like i can't do it we've all done that to one, 150 one or two bucks games, down yeah. the drain i was like no, realm reborn was pretty good 
Realm Reborn was really good, but if you played the original, that was one of those things where I wish they had a free trial first because I would have never bought it. I was fortunate I didn't have to take that roller coaster. <laughs> it was it was bad, um, but you know, I, I, the game that kind of hooked me in for years, Warcraft. I got into it on a free trial. They offered a week; you could play for seven days for free. I jumped in. Wow, well, this is this is kind of fun. It remind you know I played MMOs in the past and I hadn't really played any in a while, um, and I jumped in because my friends were playing. Like you should try it, so I tried it, and then I was hooked for about eight years. So, I mean, yeah. it's a good thing. <laughs> definitely a good thing um so yeah as soon as this comes out trust me i'll be texting like every single one of my friends going free trial go download now there <laughs> all right um how about mario what what do you guys think i haven't heard from you guys on that let's go mario and then knights night you guys give your opinion on this well i i think it's a good move um business-wise and financially for them because one, this is, say, not quite as popular as ZeniMax thought it was going to be. And so they really need something like this to draw in more customers to be able to expand their player base, which will naturally just draw more people into the game. And so this is a good you know, step in the right direction. Hopefully it won't get us a whole bunch of gold farmers, but we'll see about that. Well, I, I, will, I will say this as well. Without a centralized auction house... I don't think the amount of money that they can earn is enough to warrant them. Maybe if the game becomes massive, maybe, but it's too hard to make money. It puts too much effort. The amount of money they can earn um, in this game versus other games in the same amount of time doesn't compare because it does sure. require a lot more work. Plus, let's let's face it, I made most of my money not off the guild store, but by hawking my wares. And we all know how great they are with English. You'd be able to pick them out really quickly trying to sell stuff. Yeah. <laughs> how about you, Knight? I haven't heard from you. Well, I think that the only way that it can really work, and I just this is just from like looking on their Facebook and their people's posts, is if they don't require you to actually like use your credit card or whatever to sign up, for the seven days, I think it'd be good, but if they require you to put down payment information in order to do it, it may shy away a lot of people and just will backfire. Hmm. Why? Why is that? Because important? actually, it already has backfired. Just to, they say you get 30 days when you buy the game. And I don't know if you've ever seen like the posts on their Facebook, but it upsets a lot of people. I What's saw a lot reason? of this on day one or whatever when people were trying to get their accounts set up. Yeah. You had to set up a sub recurring subscription. And even though you had a free month and you weren't charged, you did still have to set up your subscription information and then remember to cancel it. Yeah, it's as long as they don't make it so that once the, re the week is over, they don't automatically charge you. Like I think Blizzard has done a couple times. Um that that will do a long way towards getting more people in. Sure. I, I tend to find the seven-day free trials and stuff harder to do that, other than Blizzard, who tends to... One of the reasons why I left the game was a lot of the good developers kind of gave up on it after a certain point. You can tell it's just kind of like a money grab now, and they don't care. But that's another rant for another day. Um, most of the time after a free trial ends... Like you still you have to go out and buy the game because you it doesn't let you go any further until you put in the game key. So mm -hmm. I, I I would hope they wouldn't 
automatically charge people for like you know doing the game right away but generally you need the the license key to continue yeah so hmm interesting um i had a thought and i totally lost it so that's <laughs> all right uh, anyone else have anything they want to say on free trial counts it's good no nope. no no free to play crap no free to, uh, it, it's not going free to play those you people know. have more bodies and PvP to pile up. <laughs> that's, that's true, but then I'll have them on my side though, because all the yeah, everyone all, all the kitties will Joe and I. I will reroll. I, at that point, I will reroll. I think it's that bad. It probably will. You know it. <laughs> yeah, well, all the kitties love their elves for some reason. Oh, I love nope. me and Altmer. Oh, get off the show now. Just go. Just. Bye bye. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I'm not. Leave. I hate, <laughs> hate Altmer. All right. Next up, uh, Delty is probably favorite thing and the thing he's been begging for for a long time now. If you guys didn't notice, uh, they announced another one of those little figurines from, I guess, was it Symbiote? Yeah, Symbiote Studios, who does little ESO collectibles. Uh, they also do like a Skyrim collector. You see the little Dovahkiin, which is kind of neat. Well, the last one they did is they did the Akaviri and um, the Akaviri warrior with the or the Fighters Guild guy with the Akaviri warrior, and he had like a little um, what is it, Guar pet. It's pretty sweet, and it came with an in-game uh, Skib pet, which is neat. They came out with the Nord now yesterday, I guess it was or the day before. And Delta, what pet did it come with? It's our favorite wolf that we've been begging for that the Steam people got that we couldn't even just buy. So yeah, they got that. It's white. It's the white run wolf, I think, right? Now, yeah, it's the white run wolfhound. Uh, you know, just I didn't even think about this until you just mentioned it. Theirs was the white white run wolfhound too, wasn't it? Yeah, it's the Steam one. Because I know they were saying, "Oh, guys," when when a lot of people mentioned like, "Hey, can we just buy a key and upgrade?" And like, no, 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 you can't. A lot of us were a little upset with that because I know you really wanted that pet. Oh yeah, bad. I'm not a pet guy, I, but a dog. Come on, gotta have it. I really. But want they were this talking too. about doing another one for people called the Rifton Wolfhound. So I guess this isn't a Steam exclusive anymore. If it's the same one that the other people get. Guess not. But hey, I don't care. I don't care about the Steam people. I want my I want my dog in game. I just want my dog. Yep. Nice. So how long approximately did you wait, Delta, before you bought it? As soon as you text messaged me, which I looked at my phone, I got the uh, Elder Scrolls tweet, went and got my wallet ordered it immediately. Yeah, it's, it's getting ordered. your credit card at it's, the screen? It's getting ordered, yeah. Like, I, there's, <laughs> there's no talking with the wife about No, it's getting ordered. It's, yeah. It, honey, you can tell I'm how much. This. You got a problem, we're getting a divorce. Just you can that. tell how much I want this. I'm literally ordering it right now. <laughs> <laughs> The figurine's pretty cool, too. I, I don't mean, even I'll, care I'll what about the figurine. I don't even care about that. Yeah, but <laughs> I just want that dog. <laughs> i got to justify it somehow. You know, well, here, no, no, you don't. Blizzard does this. They sell their in-game pets for $20, and you get nothing physical. Quit bringing up that evil company. I'm just saying people in the past have had no reason to justify... At least we are getting fun. a physical figure along with it. Exactly. This, you know, and I, I'm not, I'm not speaking condemning wise because I've bought their virtual pets and stuff like that. But you spent the money for the virtual pet, and that's it. 
like you know you got nothing at least now like you said you get a little physical something to you know, hold on to as well as it so you're getting a little bit more than you would before and trust me this guy's gonna be sitting on top of my server rack at work you know guarding the servers it's gonna be great yep awesome it's great i, I love the we were talking about this earlier i love the fact that um zoss and bethesda tend to favor the physical swag more than yeah. the game stuff like they, they do some in game like this they offered you a pet when you buy the physical stuff well that's awesome they did it with the guar pet too like i have uh, i don't have my camera on at the moment but i bought the guar hatchling for thais and i so i have a cute little guar he's sitting here his name's franklin he's really cute but i also got a guar pet in the game as well which i thought was awesome um go back up on my tv yeah right there it's um, actually it's actually really cool because one of the guys in my guild has the uh the guar pet in game and they actually brought that into rp and um what they're planning to do is that once the guar mounts come out they're going to get a guar mount and have uh, have had their guar pet basically grow up to the size that they can ride on oh that's pretty cool that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, the Guar Pet is adorable, by the way, because if you sit there, he gets bored and hungry, so he starts munching on stuff, and you can hear him munching on grass. It's cute. It's great. <laughs> he's just you're sitting there doing your banking, like, all right, and then he gets bored, walks off, and starts eating stuff. No, stop eating that. That is not for eating. You do not eat people. No. <laughs> stop, eat, stop eating that chair. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He's my favorite pet of all the ones so far. Just because he does, if you stand there, he gets bored and starts walking off eating stuff. It's great. All right. So if you haven't, you, you're listening to our show, guys. You probably love this game as much as we do. You know you want a white run wolfhound go buy this and you know sit it on your desk i have literally just finished buying this <laughs> <laughs> excellent now i'm tempted to buy it but i don't know because i just bought the uh, lords of the fallen i'm just like uh, do i want to drop more money on something else yeah but Spend all your supporting money. the game we all love we do i you know but you'll be doing it more you'll be doing <laughs> your love more just don't let the don't let your wife know. Yeah, just don't okay. tell. I will not tell Vanessa. <laughs> just hide it from her. If she asks, be like, "Listen, this had to be done. It was important." Just just, just bring it's it into work. It's for the podcast. Business expense. Yeah, write it off as a business expense. I needed it so I could give an accurate review on the podcast. Huh. There awesome. you go. It's tax deductible. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. All right. So um, moving on to the next bit of news. Update 5 launches on Monday. Confirmed. Finally. Ermagerd. Ermagerd. So, Deltia, you had some praise to do about Update 5. Yes, I did. Oh, let me get my little notebook out. Since I had to go to a wedding this week you all know if you follow me I wasn't too excited about it because I don't like to get out of my basement that I can wear sweatpants and I have to wear a stinking suit but I did it and um, so I was looking over the patch notes I printed them out drove I made my wife drive so I could go over these patch notes and like just really sift through them and you know I don't know what was 10 shows ago or so I went on a rant about werewolf one of the many and I said they need to have some 
um, benefit that the werewolf gets outside of the form besides the ultimate game? Well, they must have listened or figured it out on their own because werewolves now, according to the latest patch notes, will get 15% stamina regeneration passively. That's in the humanoid form as well. That, and along with slotting the one ultimate, you're going to get five ultimate, uh, six ultimate now, they have to that, every three seconds while taking damage. This is going to go perfect with my Dragonite tank. I'm so excited about this. I mean, that's not all that they're fixing. They're doing a lot of cool stuff. Um, a lot of the weapon skill lines are getting a major um, change. Even one-handed sword and shields getting a lot of different abilities. Two-handed pretty much got completely revamped. Two-handed got, and so did Bo. Bo's going to be nasty now. They did a lot of really good stuff with Bo I like. And I'm not going to get into all the details, but something, a couple things I really liked um, that were interesting that some PvPers might like. When you were silenced in PvP, meaning someone casting a gate on you, you couldn't swap weapon bars. That was an annoying bug. That's getting fixed. Nightblade's one ability that really no one used, which is like the 50 ultimate cost one, is now getting a huge buff. Basically, you do 20% more damage to the target for 6 seconds. And it costs 50 ultimate. So there's going to be some new interesting builds based off of that. Um, a bunch of different things. Like Nova didn't have an AoE cap. It was the one ultimate that didn't have an AoE cap. We killed like 15 people, I think it was yesterday, in an area. And it was just, it just nukes everyone. So that's getting fixed. But I'm really excited about um, Werewolf. I think it's it's right where it needs to be. I think Vampire Change will be right where it needs to be, where there's a lot of risk, but there's some reward. So poison damage isn't nearly as prevalent as fire. I'm still going to use a poison glyph, but if you're waiting to try Werewolf out now, would be it would definitely be the time. Um, oh, and then some other cool things. For those who like doing Dragon Star Arena like I do, I really love it. They added a lot of different stuff. I think levels 6 through 10, you get a chance at a purple drop. Level uh, 10 specifically, I forget what you get. At, you get like a specific weapon with an enchantment like that makes makes your abilities do different things. Like um, Ransack now heals you or a carve like does fire damage or something like that. So there's more incentive to do the arenas over and over and over now. So you're going to see some new gear coming out of that stuff. Um, so yeah, it's going to be super awesome. A lot of stuff to do. We tested City of Ash. A bunch of us did. Jellos, me, um, uh, Loa, and then Kipster. And so that's really fun. So if you're looking for a real... This, this update is enormous. It's, it's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Don't, don't forget the awesome things such as pledges and crafting writs as well, which add a There's type so of much. dailies to the game. There's so much going on in the game that it's it's a really needed and it's gonna it's gonna be great for those people that I see a lot of people that leave the game because they there's nothing to guide them to do something. Mm-hmm. And some people don't need that, I don't, but some people do. They need like structure. They need oh there's a big huge quest thing I can do every day. This is gonna keep those people in the game. Sure. Well, as we, I think we talked about this a few episodes back, some of the best MMOs are those that have a sandbox within a theme park MMO. Yep. Because people are still guided to where it is, because unfortunately for the mass majority, and I include myself in this to an extent, um, we like being guided. (laughs) I say to an extent. Uh, freeform like sandbox games where it's like I have no creativity I dig a hole and I think I'm awesome but no um, 
but having a little bit of a guided structure, but allowing people to go off the track makes, I think, the best. And I think that's what made the original games so good, such as Skyrim and all that, because they did have a track. They did. They were a theme park within a sandbox. So it's like, hey, this is where you need to go, but you don't have to. You can always come back later. But it still told you where to go to an extent. Like, it's like, listen, you're going to have to talk to this guy eventually. So when you do, great. Otherwise, go pick flowers. Um, and that makes the best amount. Enough freedom to let people kind of do what they want. But still, when they get kind of hit that point where they're like, I don't know what I want to do anymore. The game goes, why don't you try this? And it's great. I like it. Um Morio, what do you think about Update 5? Yeah, any chance to play it, like on the PTS? I have actually not had that much chance to play it. I uh, injured my wrist uh, recently, like just as I was about to really start playing uh, a bunch of stuff in the game. So I've been kind of rela- relegated to um, mostly RP over the last couple weeks. Okay. How about, well, I was, I was going to ask Knight, but Knight, <laughs> you have you I done anything game, with Update 5? We've talked about it. Do you even play Elder Scrolls Online? <laughs> I do. I mean, like, I play play like if it's like Skyrim a standalone, but sure. Um, I'm an RP guy, so nice. like, really, all my characters. I think the highest level one I have is 39, and that was like literally since I got the game. That's because, good sir, and I do listen to your podcast. It's because then during your story, you decide to kill them off and delete them. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i have a habit like if i kill a character i will not play that character just because it doesn't feel right like um <laughs> i have cairo i haven't touched because i killed him off night's night i don't touch him because i killed him off so as long as decanius doesn't die in the redwater buccaneers um he you should have be, a, yeah he may, may have a chance of getting a max level maybe yeah he has a chance <laughs> One day. All, 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 Knight's Knight had play, is playing a whole new metagame. It's kind of like hard hardcore mode in Diablo. Your character dies, that's it. No, it's on. <laughs> Start yeah. over, man, that's it. That's right. <laughs> nice. Well, you know what the best part is about this game is you can play it how you like to play it. Um, yeah, it's great. I love it. All right. Well, guys, that's the end of our game news section. Um, does anyone have anything they want to say about anything we talked about before we move on? No? All right. Actually. Okay. Um, they See, Rivian12 brought up in the chat that uh, you need an RP session where a mate resurrects one of your deceased tunes. We we're <laughs> actually going to do that with, like, the skeleton costume. Oh, where, like, that's... You put on the skeleton costume, we, we just resurrect them. <laughs> Nice. Now you can bring back a character, but he always has to wear the skeleton costume to oh, be bound always. to like a necromancer. Oh man, that would be pretty <laughs> cool though. But you know what? Decanius is a cursed pirate. It's gonna be very hard for this one to die. Very hard for this one to die. Nice. Not and he's not Kajit. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> he's an imperial, so. Ah, uh, Kajit are the best pirates. <laughs> We, we have a Khajiit pirate with us. Okay, good, because no, no pirate crew is, is complete without a Khajiit, just saying. All right. A thief, yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to our next section, which is our Elder Scrolls discussion, and one of the reasons why we brought along ESORP, because it's going to be all about role-playing in the Elder Scrolls online. So, Woo-hoo. woo! 
Um, all right, let's let's see how I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go ahead and ask you guys a question, and I don't care which one answers first. But I'd like to hear from both of you guys, and then Delty and I can comment in. I'll ask a question, you guys can kind of elaborate on it, and then we'll kind of talk about it. Um, so first off, Delty and I will have no opinion on this whatsoever. But how did you guys get into role playing in the Elder Scrolls Online? I don't care which one starts first. Go ahead. You can start tonight. All right. So basically, I was just actually playing the game, surprisingly enough. And uh, uh, this is before I got into an RP guild. Um, I was just going to a stall to buy or repair some gear. And I happened to cross a few people and uh, they were RPing. And I was like, I like RP. So then I kind of just walked over and... I kind of just RP'd out like, hey, I'm looking for these food, you know, these fur boots. Do you know who sells them? But RP wise, right? So I was doing this all in character. And that's just kind of how it happened. I just ran across some people RPing and I jumped in. Um, they invited me to a guild. And that was the end of it. End of my gameplay. <laughs> then I just RP'd the rest of the time. And no, and he's not actually playing Elder Scrolls Online. Just, yeah, I see. Hey, we're t- we're making our own content. I like it. <laughs> you guys are the creative people who would thrive in a sandbox. They're just saying. Yeah. Oh well, you need the lore though. I mean, Elder oh, Scrolls. Yeah. You really benefit as an RPer in this game because there's so much history, and to be able to RP like to like the fullest extent, you need that lore. Mm-hmm. You know. And the best part is the lore almost contradicts itself because they wrote the lore almost like if they were role-playing out the lore because it's told from the perspective of the people in the game so it it changes depending who you're talking to and that's awesome yeah Yeah. so i guess maybe i should do mine then um i was actually a part of an rp guild um since beta and um i i had been on a really big skyrim kick right when i heard about this game and all of my friends from college were like just making fun of it and i was like well i don't really know but i'll try it out so i got a beta key and i played it and i i really enjoyed the game and so i started looking around to see who all else was rping and i found an rp guild and um, I hung out with them for a while and ended up joining the game, doing early access with them. And I've been sort of going around from there and with different groups. Okay, cool, cool. All right, uh, well, how does this game in particular support role play in the community? Well, that is, that's kind of difficult. You have something to say? Yeah, I was going to say, first of all, the devs push it a lot by, like, posting events. More so than, like, I came from Realm Reborn and Guild Wars 2. And there was never that amount of involvement as far as the RP community goes. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really nice to see them posting events that we have going. And it brings in, like, bodies to RP with. So you always have some, like, something going on, right? It's not, like, dead or stagnant or anything like that. Um, but like I said before, I mean, graphics wise, it helps, um, because it's kind of realistic, you know, it's not like that game that must not be named. That looks like a 1982 16 bit, 
um, where <laughs> how do you RP? Was that Wildstar? So- oh, <laughs> oh it's true. <laughs> like, it's just like, how do you put your get immersed in a game? You know, and this game really does have the visual assets to kind of get you into it. Um, as well as the story, there's great voice acting. I mean, the NPCs are so good that you can almost use them in your role play, and we do a lot of the times. Speaking of visual aspects, like just the way you're talking about, it, I felt like I just want to jump in here. If you guys who played the game never really spent a lot of time on the body and character creation, they have some interesting markings you can do, and it changes. The best part is they change based on. Uh, racial um mm-hmm. you know the racial uh, culture around you but there yeah. could be things like uh i've seen entire bodies being burned um <laughs> role play wise i specifically as i'm designing a character in my head i'm like this guy's gonna be a werewolf i have an imperial dragon knight there's actually a werewolf bite on the shoulder he has that so if he takes off his shirt he has this werewolf bite my sorcerer i plan on making her a uh um, oh, vampire! She's got a vampire bite on her neck. Just things like that to go. Yeah, look, yeah, scars. Yeah. It, yeah. It's neat. So if you've never really heavily dug into the character creation, like I spent like six hours making my character. I really did. What? I did. I was in there for a long time. Nice. It's not an exaggeration. It's give or take maybe an hour or so. It's not an exaggeration. I was in there. Just and the worst part is I was sitting there with a piece of paper writing it all down. Like, okay, I like this marking right here, here, and then I'm like, but I also like this one, so I'd play around. But then I'm like, oh crap! If I use this one, it messes with this facial style. I have to change it, and that just makes me throw out my whole list and start over. Yeah, and like RP wise, the character creator is like really awesome because like you said, um, it changes upon race and whatnot. But like if you're Dunmer, give yourself red eyes. You can be like pure, you know, mm-hmm. or. Um, Story-wise, like my backstory to Canius, he's a pirate. He's all burnt up. He has uh, burn marks on the face and on the back, on his chest, uh, because he wrecked in a pirate ship, a nasty little battle, and that's how he got those scars. So I was able to create the character around my backstory with the tools that they provided with. That's awesome. Then uh, I know, speaking of that one game that you shouldn't name, there was an actual mod that was created for our peers, uh, to actually add body modifications because they did not have anything like that. Um, you totally weren't really allowed to have it, but uh, it's nice that the game itself does support that kind of thing, that you can build a character how you want to mm-hmm. just at the start. And I, I do like the uh, the racial unique stuff. Like, if you've not really paid attention, there's certain things that you can get on... Um, some characters but not others specifically I'll talk about the Dunmer they're the only ones that can get house tattoos tattoos of the great houses of Morrowind no one else can just them it's really neat really really neat okay Um, I I do notice that the RP community like just the devs Delta you can even say well they're always my Twitter's always going off for join so-and-so at rp event at whatever the location is it's really neat to see their level of dedication to getting these events out there it was it was actually really interesting because there's this big storyline over the last month or so actually about a month ago over in ep um where they were having a plague broke out in ebonheart and they actually pretty publicly 
advertised this and the devs advertised it and you had a bunch of people making these throwaway alts that ended up just dying in the middle of this riot that happened in Ebonheart. And it was actually it was, it was really interesting. We have a question in chat, which I guess we can go ahead and answer if you guys know it. Uh, Delta, maybe you might know this one as well. Uh, from uh, Riven12, um, I have a bit of an RP question. At the moment, I have eight characters. No real chance uh, I would delete one to create a new. So is the soon-to-be-deleted-from-game uh, Cold Harbor Rags bound, or can I buy a set before the patch hits? They're I think, bound. I think they're bound, yeah. So bound sorry you, you just you're gonna have to role play one of your characters Riven that dies and then delete them that's the only way to do it <laughs> just delete them <laughs> or get someone of... else to make a care Actually, no you no, can't if they're bound you can't even get yeah them. you can't right. never mind <laughs> sorry friend sorry sorry just, seriously just gonna have to you know, Russian roulette one of them, spin the dice and see which well, one I mean, dies. You can always pretend, like, get yourself some really, really base cloth armor and just RP it like it's ragged and whatnot. You or know? you could go to uh, Strauss Mackay and get the servant outfit. It's like a blue shirt and ragged pants. Yeah. And I mean, that's a costume. Imaginative enough to just roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of neat. All right. Cool. Mm. Delta, do you have anything you want to throw in here about the uh, how the game supports RP? Well, I'm I'm not into that as you know, but I, <laughs> I like how um, the developers don't just support one community. Other games that I've played, it was just PVE, and they had a little bit of PvP or just a lot of big emphasis on PvP. This one, it seems like they really try to open it up and not just make it, you know, one avenue game. So sure. RP, PVE, PVP, they they look at different facets of the game. I think that's great because they're, you know, people like to do different stuff, you know, and so we got to you got to have a development team that has an emphasis on what everyone thinks is fun, not just what one the certain crowd is. Sure. And you know, this kind of sticks to their mythos that they start at the very beginning of the of the game where they're like we're gonna. We're not gonna cater to just the Elder Scrolls fans or the MMO. We're gonna do both. Um, a lot of people are like, "Yeah, there's no way you'll be able to do this." Um, but yeah, you're right. They do cater, and the game that should not be known, as much as they do have a heavy emphasis on certain things, they do add a lot of quality of life stuff that does tend to add towards the casual people and you know the whole wide amount of people. Games that only go after one audience perfect case in point uh if no one's been following wildstar lately um i feel bad for the developers because it seems like they're in the pooper at the moment um but they did they targeted only the hardcore rating crowd now and that's kind of where i'm at i'm in that hardcore yep. rating crowd but it forced away so many of the casual people and the people who like the raid, but not, you know, 20 hours a day, you know, week kind of thing. Um, so a lot of people left and now the game's hurting very, very badly to the point where they lost like huge amount of developers because they're not bringing in the subscription numbers. Plus I think NCSoft has something to do with that, but conspiracy theories aside, um, you have to cater as much as we're, you know, Deltia is far from a casual um, you still have to cater a little bit to all the aspects of your 
community, whether it's role-playing, whether it's PvE solo, PvE organized group contents or raids, uh, small-scale PvP and large-scale, you know, there's a lot of areas that people like to play, and that's how they like to play their games. And if you give them the tools to do that, they will stick around for years to come, and gladly so. Yep. Okay. So, in your opinion, guys, and this is something that I kind of want to talk about, because I used to role-play a lot in my younger days. Now, this is probably 10 10 years ago or greater. Um, what constitutes as role-playing to you guys? I'd like, Knight, why don't you go first? Tell us what you think constitutes as role-playing, then we'll, Moriel, and then we'll kind of talk about it. All right. All right, so, for me, personally, when I, if I were to come across role-play, role-play for Elder Scrolls in this game would have to be, um, you'd have to be lore-friendly, of course, um proper grammar and chat so like basically you would give description you wouldn't i mean you can always use emotes but you always like describe it um i don't know it's if creativity and a stable story like if you rp with people for me real true rp is a continuation of character without breaking character and that's really important because, like, if you go up to somebody and, hey, I'm a pirate, but then next time you want to RP with this guy, they're like an Argonian slaver, it doesn't make much sense. So, to me, it's like stay in character, be lore-friendly, have fun with it, get involved, be in that character's shoes. Like, that's just really RP. For me, at least. All right, cool. Uh, Moria, what about you? Um, well... You sort of ask, you know, what constitutes actual RP? Um, there, there's kind of, it's kind of a strange, a different question to ask. It's, it's sort of, what intensity of RP are you on? Because okay. anytime, like, whenever you're playing something like Skyrim or Morrowind, Oblivion, you always, even if you were just going through, like, playing the game and dicking around, you still had some sort of idea of who this person you were dicking around as was. And even like you know, you spent so long looking for your character. That's that's kind of a, a like a very very light version of RP, where the more what you call actual RPers are doing things where they they fully play their character for different amounts of time, where they they do say slash say slash emote, um, you know, doing descriptions of what their characters are doing and interacting with other people as their characters. Um, but there's just sort of this sliding scale of what it means to be RPing. And sometimes it's just as little as, you know, just kind of joking around and doing silly stuff with your characters. And then sometimes it's, you know, going into a dungeon as your character with a whole bunch of other people and RPing out, you know, going into these alien ruins or these Dwemer ruins or into oblivion. Uh, it's it's kind of this just the sliding scale. Okay. Cool, because I was going to say, as we were talking about this a little bit in pre-show, my wife, they, she she hates when I play these games, um, because she's like, you're playing a fantasy game, and you always play human characters. And I, and I tell her, it's because what I try to do is, whenever I play a game like this, I pretend that it is myself in the world. I try to create myself. 
I picked Nord because I'm of high German heritage, so I kind of fit that little Nord kind of fitting. Um, and to me, everything I do in the game is like we have like serious ph- uh, philosophical debates when we get the quests that have no um, like where you have to pick an option because it's literally how would we answer this? And that's how I play play the games. It's not a, okay, here we go, just pick this option. I sit there and think about it. They're like, yeah, okay, well, you can either, perfect case in point is in um, Balfour, and you, you're given a choice whether or not to defend the docks or go in and push the enemy out of the fort. And at first, like I said, I made the, I tried to go at it from a tactical point of view going, well, listen, if the enemy's behind, so we take the docks, they can literally just force us into the seat. But if we go behind, take the fort first, then they have nowhere to go. But it's thinking through what you as a person or me would do in that situation. That's how I always play these games. And I think we were talking about it a little bit. I do tend to role play my characters just myself. <laughs> I yeah. don't actually, I like I'm, I'm antisocial. Yeah, and I like to RP characters. Like, you'll never see me in a female form because I can't get into the mindset of a woman. So you'll never see me play one of them. And I don't really play beast races. Um, I do play elven and human races just because... He hates <laughs> I'm very... Uh, what do you call me, Moriel? He's specious. very... Specious. He's, he's prejudiced against yes. orcs. It, it's but, um, okay. I RP, like, who can I be that I'm not allowed to be IRL. Sure. And I can fulfill that in game. I, I, I always said to my wife, she's like, oh, but you can be anything. You can you can get away from who you really are and be this. I'm like, what if I like who I really am and just wish I could do this? She didn't look at me like that. That's what I did. Um, oh, crud, I did have a thought and I just completely lost it. Dear Heaven Above today is is just all over the place. That's a shame. Oh, well. He seriously just spit fire out of his mouth. I've never seen that. That's pretty Spot cool. Spot fire out of my mouth? Yeah. It's great. I, I am... Dragon my mind is just completely lost, and now I'm really sad. Because I had a good thought. I thought. A thought about things? Were you, were you thinking a thought? I was thinking a thought, and now the thought ran away. Okay. We'll just... We'll forget that for now. We'll, we'll move on. All right, so... For people interested in getting into RP, we're going to kind of step away from the Elder Scrolls for right now. What are the do's and don'ts in RP? Do you guys have like a list? Like I know there's etiquette. Like what what do you do and what can you tell like the people listening when you get into RP, keep this list of do's and don'ts to be a good RPer? Well, I guess the first thing to do is that there are kind of two major things one be kind of be be kind and courteous at least out of character to each other even if you know you're you're joking around and calling each other things uh keep it keep it kind of civil because some people get really invested into their characters and sometimes if you're you go a little bit too far it can cause a lot of out of character drama also you know one of the biggest rules is keep keep what's going on with your character and your own feelings kind of separate. Like I said, some people get really, really involved in their characters and it ends up causing a lot of issues where say you get in a fight with their character and say like you, you call their character 
your character calls their character a bunch of uncharitable things about their mother and their parentage, and they personally take offense to that. Uh, that's that's one of the big things to avoid. Or also, even if you fall in love with another character, or I you know I see Lee. Some people get carried away and they actually fall in love with that person's character. Yeah, I've heard was of stories stuff. like that too before, like creepy real stuff. creepy things. Ugh. That's why avoid romance. Avoid it. If you if you if you're a type of person who tends to become infatuated quickly, avoid that kind of. Don't put yourself in there, or else then you'll just be blocked and it, it creates seriously problems. Just, and I do now do... remember what my thing was, and I'm glad I forgot because it was terrible. I can't say it. Just uh, and you don't even have to stand around like in a tavern doing things. There's like adventure RPing. Like you may be a part of like a mercenary group, and they're going into dungeons or fighting in Cyrodiil and doing all this other stuff. And so you don't don't limit yourself to sort of one kind of thing. Also, you can make sure your character has has a backstory that makes sense, has some faults. So they're not perfect. Um, just the 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 same kind of things you would have if you were writing a character for like a book or something. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I, all right. I'm gonna say it. Now, this is by no means. Please don't get mad at me or send all hate mail. I I don't role play female characters either, but I do have female characters, and the one character I have is my alchemy and provisioning person. <laughs> So she makes all my food and my potions for me. That's wow. sad. That's, wow. <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. <laughs> As it should be. I, I really hope when they release housing, your other characters can be in the house. Like when you go there, like your other tunes are just sitting there doing whatever. Kind of like in Skyrim. Because all my mules are female characters. Great. I am married. My wife will beat me for this later, ladies. Please don't hit me now. So yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. All right. So anything else with the do's and don'ts? Specifically, don't make female mule characters. You will get beat. <laughs> oh, don't. Like uh, Crow was saying in chat, don't god mod. God oh. modding is say, um, if you are RPing with me and I type out, Decanius slices off your head. That's god modding. I can't slice off your head because no one can kill your character unless you want your character to die. No major harm can come to your character unless you allow it. Okay. That's God Also, Don't on do the it. other hand, um, if, so, if you let someone kill your character, it's your own fault they're dead. Don't go True. complaining later. Like, when I killed off Cairo, I let them kill my character. And I was totally fine with it. Does God Modding also... I, I'm pretty sure, but I could be wrong on the terms... Uh, just because you know something doesn't mean your character does. Is that... It's like, oh, yes, I know the perfect... It's like, oh, no, this thing has happened. Oh, but wait, I haven't ever said that my character knows this, but they know this because I want them to know this. Mm -hmm. That's God modding. Because technically and... speaking, I know Almalexia goes completely bat crazy in the third era and tries to kill everybody, but it hasn't happened yet. So my character can't know that. Right. Correct. Yeah, that's metagaming, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure what the term was if it was metagaming. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know if it was a... Uh... 
Got it's me. like if you see someone is a vampire, um, you don't know that, even though like out of character, I know you're a vampire. In character, I assume that everyone is well fed and you can't tell they're vampires. <laughs> or you can go and another example of metagaming that's pretty good is you have your backstory up on a forum, right? You walk up to me and say, Hey, how's your father doing? I heard that he was ill. You wouldn't know my father's ill unless you specifically if I told you. Like you can't take outside knowledge that you found someplace else that was posted about my character and start talking about that as if you were there for when it happened when you weren't. That's metagaming as well. Okay. Also, specifically for this game, none of us are the vestige. That's just sort of a, a general rule all our peers have agreed to, is that none of us are the vestige. The main We have nothing to do with the main storyline. That's probably a good thing to do as a whole, because how can, how can everyone be the chosen one, I guess? Dragon yeah. Break. Dragon Break. There are now... However many subscriber of different path lines right now. This is like the biggest dragon break ever. We broke it. Good job breaking and it. And I, I do want to bring up too, this is kind of like a a touchy subject too, but ERP and RP. Ugh. I think that brings a lot of negative connotations to the RP community because of that. But it can be We used. don't like those people. We don't like them as much as you don't like them. Well, here's the thing. I think that ERP can be used in a right way and a wrong way. What's ERP? Erotic, Erotic role play. play. So say like you have a lover that you're role playing. I put on my robe and my wizard hat. Yeah, but see, like a lot of people do, like fade to black, or you can RP it out descriptively, and I think that's fine if done correctly. Um, but not a lot of people like to talk about because like maybe they're embarrassed that they do it. But for me, I think it's, like, totally okay if people do it, um, as long as it's not just, like... If it's, like, in the confines of a story, and it makes sense for it to happen, then I think that's cool. More gravy for you. Um, but, yeah. That's all I want to say about that. I guess my big concern with ERP in general... It, this also goes back to the... the infatuation problem. Don't ERP if you're if you're, you know, one of those crazy people. Um, that was really insensitive to say it like that, but it's true. I almost feel like ERP should be something done outside of game or at least in private whispers because that's, it just brings yeah. such a negative connotation to, yeah. I can't tell you how many times in Warcraft you go into, what is it, the uh, the subway and you see like two people sitting there, Slash takes off pants. It's like, really, guys? Seriously? Yeah, keep it in group chat whispers. Sure. Cool. ERP. The don'ts. Unless you have consent. It's 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 kinda like, you know, there you go. Consent is what you need, or else it's rape ERP. Alright. Here's something that I want to ask you guys and how you guys handle this. Specifically with the Elder Scrolls, because it has such a rich lore, and I won't mm -hmm. say definitive lore. But it, it sort of does. Like in game, it's not really definitive because there's a lot of unknowns. And yet, when you think about it as a whole, there's not a lot of wiggle room. Is that canon? How do you deal with somebody who comes into it and maybe messes up the lore? You 
we either educate them or you just don't RP with them. Me personally. We actually had our, our last episode was on like artifacts and what do you do with artifacts? And one of the things we were saying before is like, well, I can't just go up and say, hey guys, look at this uh, Mayroon's razor I have. Who wants to get shanked first? Um, because like, why am I a super special snowflake that gets to have Mayroon's razor? Like, you you have to just kind of like, like we said before, be considerate of things like, well, no one is gets to have the crazy relics, um, and if you say you have it, be prepared for people to say, yeah, no, you don't, um, and okay. just ignore you when you when you say that. Okay. Is like, I'll say this for the people who are interested. If you really want to know lore, I know it's an extensive subject. Unofficial Elder Scrolls pages is probably your best friend. If you want to try something, you should probably check there to see if it exists. Just that saying. and the Imperial Library. Absolutely. Imperial Library is mostly books. I like the books, they're great, but I like the editorials on the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages. That's why I go, tend to use that one. Go, yeah, go to unofficial Elder Scrolls pages first, and that will give you most, almost everything you know to be able to just play the game. Um, and, if you yeah. want to go real deep, then go to, you know, look at all the actual books. Absolutely. Books are the best part of lore. And Kipster in chat has his RP rate whistle ready to go, just so everyone knows. So be wary. All right. Cool. Yeah, because this is something for me, like, there's... I, I'm a big lore nut. And Elder Scrolls is, like, my second favorite game in terms of lore. Uh, lore of the Rings, of course, is my favorite. Middle-Earth is great. But I love those stories so much. I think I'm getting feedback on someone's mic, by the way. You are. I don't know who it is. Mine's off. Alright. Um... Oh, nice night. I think it may be yours. My mic is on. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm getting feedback off of it. Turn it off for a sec. All right. Better. Is that better? Yes, much yeah. better. That was you. <laughs> All right. Live shows are always fun. Anyway, um, because I'm it's so in love with the lore of these games and I, I really dig into it, it, this would be something for me that would be a point of contention when I would get to roleplay with people because if I saw anyone bringing in the wrong lore, I'd be like, no, stop it, stop it. It, it just, it hurts me inside. And I think that's a personal problem, but <laughs> I don't know how I'd be able to do with the, uh, someone breaking canon lore because I would just probably flip on them. It'd be pretty rough. <laughs> Not saying I know everything about the Elder Scrolls lore because it is extensive, but it's still, that, that's rough. Um, is there a place... This is perfect. We'll segue into this. Um, if people want to get involved in RP in the Elder Scrolls Online, where would they go? And maybe where do they go to maybe post their character bios to get feedback? Because maybe they do have something that's not canon in their in I, their lore. I have a perfect place. There is an RP community hub called TSO-RP.com. Um, it is... I think it's on Engine. So TSORP.com, and that's where basically all the guilds have sort of kind of hooked together. Uh, you can post your profile there, find guilds that advertise over there, 
be like, well, I'm a vampire looking for other vampires, and oh, hey, there's this vampire guild over here. They're RPs. I'll go join them. Or, well, I'm an Imperial, and I kind of want to play like I'm in the Legion. Or, hey, there's an Imperial Legion guild over here. Or anything like that. Um, yeah, uh, TS Fangirl just posted it in chat. Uh, Tso-rp.com. Have you guys yep. went there? That's it? Nice. Sweet. Um, but definitely check up on your lore or else I will... I will yell at you. I may not even RP, but I will stop what I'm doing to tell you you're wrong if your lore's wrong. Just saying. <laughs> all right. There's a lot of people in the RP community that do that to each other all the time. <laughs> okay, good. So it's not just I'll come in from an outside source and be like, your lore is wrong. <laughs> no, we even make mistakes. Or, and it's hard, too, because Elder Scrolls lore is very vague. And a lot of it's just like word of mouth or what someone says or what they think. Which you could just roleplay that your character literally doesn't know or that's how they believe it. That's great. <laughs> but there's certain extensions where if it's blatantly wrong, I'd be like, there's no way your character could even fake something like that. Just, no. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> uh, are we actually, speaking of that, I now I remember to bring them up. There was, I have two examples of people doing that. One, actually both of them at EP. One of them was... This girl was pretending to be the daughter of the uh, the last emperor, who had come to the the Ebonheart Pact for sanctuary for for some god awful reason, going to the Dunmer, um, and just all kinds of like special snowflake like stuff. And the second one was, I think they this was this dark elf guild. And this person was to RP a drow. A drow of from like Forgotten Realms from D D. <laughs> and is everyone was just like, um, this may be the wrong game for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um well that here's the perfect example. We just had it. Uh earlier when we were talking about the uh the battle master corner and the person wrote that little rp little thing and we we got into talking about how uh a house Inderil noble would not associate itself with an ashlander so to have a you know being spawned of both of those I unless mean, it was would... unconsensual or maybe a hidden affair kind of thing like you that character would not be a part of house Inderil. They yeah, would he, be probably it, it, not treated very well. They'd be a bastard, essentially, because no, yeah. there would be no, and Maybe that's not or... cursing everyone. That's literally what they're called. Yeah, not married, because no, they you wouldn't be able to marry someone like that. The whole family would disown you. He'd make you a wet nurse. I'd make you a wet nurse. That could be <laughs> it. Yeah, so they would. They have no way of being in that house. They would just be ostracized from the family. So, know your lore, folks especially in a game like this where the lore is so rich and so loved by so many people like myself. But yeah. don't feel discouraged about learning the lore. Oh, All no. you have to do is like, okay, I want to play Dunmer. Go to the Dunmer page on the unofficial Elder Scroll wiki, and that's honestly all you need to do. Yeah, and you'd be surprised how undaunting the wikis are. I mean, they're not pages and pages and pages of lore. The, so 
the Dunmer lore section, like you said, literally is maybe a page of data, but it will pretty much contain anything you need to know to get started and maybe perk your interest a little bit to dig a little deeper because they the best part is they link out on at least the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages to make each individual article look smaller. And then if you want to go more, they give you links to other pages, which then just expand your knowledge further. And, uh, another good way, and I know this is probably how you get a lot of your stuff, because I was listening to your other episode where you were teasing, I forget his name, but you ended up in a library, and you're saying that he was like, oh my god, he's going to be there for hours, because you guys like to read the books. Mm-hmm. Read the books, that's a good way to get some lore, and oh, have fun while yeah. doing it. Absolutely. That's that's why I level so slow. Delty will tell you this. It's... I spend a lot of time, if I see a new book, like if I look at it and go, I haven't read that, I'll stop and I'll read it. Even if it's not a mage's book, if it's just a journal laying there, I'll read it. Because you learn so much about the world, about the characters you're interacting with. Sometimes you find interesting things that are going on that aren't even part of a quest. Just by talking to people and reading their journals. and Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, and we also, on our podcast, we have lore episodes well, actually, every episode contains a little bit of lore, but um, we'll do like features on Khajiit lore, Nord lore, like anything like that. We'll get people in from the community that literally only play that race, and we mm-hmm. call them like lore masters. Sure, that's to give awesome. Lessons. So, if you're interested in that, that can be a fun way to do it. If you don't want to read up on stuff. There are a couple, like like you said, uh, ESO Podcast does them. We do them once in a while, but we also do the lore books that we read. There is also an other fantastic... He doesn't really play ESO, so here's the problem. If you're using it to to do your lore for ESO, it may be kind of tough because he did it from Skyrim going forward. Maybe it jumps back and forth, so knowing your timelines. But the Elder Lore Podcast, fantastic presentation about yeah. the lore of Elder Scrolls. Albeit, again, if you're going to use it for RP, please take note that a lot of the stuff he talks about centers around the timelines of the third and fourth era, like what was happening then. So you kind of maybe need to pull up an ESO time or a, you know Elder Scrolls timeline to see where that fits in, because it may not fit into ESO. But uh, rule of thumb, anything that happens in the first era is free game. Second era, up to the first 500 years or so. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else you guys want to say about role playing in Elder Scrolls before we go ahead and move on? Mm-hmm. No. Nah. No. Other than that's totally awesome. Yeah, you all should do it in case you get bored with other things. There you go. I know we actually had several people who, in our our guild alone, that we were playing with, who, you know, we're we'll just say we're more conventional gamers who randomly will go to RP events because it is something different. It's out of your norm, and it's fun. Even if you just want to go observe them, that's cool. Just, like, whisper to the people doing say, like, hey, I'm just watching. Yeah. That kind of stuff. It's cool. People let you do that. It's awesome. All right, we're going to move on to our next section, which is our Tales section, where we get to talk about what we did in ESO this week. And... As per our custom, our guests will always go first. So, Knight, why don't you tell us what you did this week first? This week? Like, just in on Elder Well, Scrolls you've not been on the show before, so anything you would like to tell us, actually, could be anything. Tell us the story. Okay, well, we, me and Moriel, made our first song about Malmore Man. Oh, my God. 
that's awesome. And if you want, maybe we can play that since we're not doing Red Diamond. We can do Let's another not. song of Down More Man's Adventures. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Anything you want to do, oh, guys. Oh, God. <laughs> Sweet. Um, we have to. We were... Since we're not doing Red Diamond, Moriel, we have to do that oh, at least God. Four before the show's Why? over. Please, but um, Jesus. we did that. Um, also, I'm in the talks right now. I'm doing a side project. Um, it's going to be a series. It's going to be like a story, right? And Crow in the chat here um, is a very good voice actor. Um, he does IC character reading journals. He's a heavy RP as well. So you know the stuff is good. And also um, the human Floyd... Um, he does a lot of YouTube videos for the RP community. He's going to be, um, he's taking interest in this as well. And I don't think I'm going to be in it. I'm probably just going to be doing like the recording and the production stuff of it. But it's going to be pretty awesome. So keep an eye out. They're going to be probably like an episode every two weeks. Um and even more, it'll probably like it's going to be an RP show. Basically, it's going to be a story. It'll be good. Cool. Yep. That sounds awesome. Uh, speaking of, and I actually I'll just throw this little excerpt in here from the Elder Lore guy. He actually did this at one point, which I thought was a fantastic idea. He only did it like once or twice. I wish he would have done it more. But he didn't really have anything to talk about lore specific, like uh, like classroom study lore. He actually did a story based on. He, he kind of fashioned it like you were sitting around a campfire and someone was telling a tale, which was really neat. I yeah. thought it was really cool how he, how he did that. And that's always fun. I like the little RP stories where you can just kind of pretend like, hey, you ran across a traveler on the road. You guys are camping and he's telling you a tale that he has. It's really cool. I Actually, like one thing we can do instead of Malmore Man, I can tell you about the murder of generations. Ooh. I'll Ooh. sing the song of him. <laughs> I'm cool Should with I it. Play this. It? I mean, if you want to, if you want to talk about the hero of all Nords, the man who's never whose axe never stopped swinging. Oh, you no! Know what we should also play is your uh, icy book reading. Now, if Maybe. I were to play something, would it feed through to the live stream? That I'm not sure of if it would or not. Unfortunately. Oh, never mind. Probably That's for the not. host streaming. Yeah. Streaming income audio. Never mind. Yeah. It probably wouldn't work out all well, that well. However, if you guys would like to, you could always send it to me and I could add it into the end of the show. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, if, if we want to do it that way. Um, do what they say. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mario. How about you? What have you done this week or have any fun stories to tell us? Um. I, I did have an interesting event that happened on Thursday. Uh, sadly, I've not been able to do much. I've been, I'm actually over at my uh, girlfriend's house right now recording. And I managed to, at our charity event, I played for almost 24 hours. And because I was using a mechanical keyboard, I overstressed both my wrists. And so I've not been able to do that much. But what I did do is I was, uh, did the next installment of a personal plot line of uh, my character, uh, Moriel, who is a, um, she's a female Bosmer. She is kind of like a, um, female elven Indiana Jones, but with alien ruins. 
Um, and what she did uh, is they went through this um, fairly small-sized alien ruin looking for this particular um, amulet she's going to do a ritual with. And um, there's a lot of strange magical effects that got uh, affected the party. Uh, some of it like drive them insane. Um, and they ended up fighting this lich at the end of the, um, the dungeon. And after this pretty titanic battle, they, they beat the lich and got the amulet. Awesome. That sounds great. Yeah. I mean, that's the best part about this game is no matter what, like you'll, when you, uh, you guys will hear Delty and I's gameplay here next and you'll see how vastly different that we play games like this. And yet it allows us to do so. It's fantastic. I love it so much. I do. I guess I also have another like PVP story. Sure. I can give that. Um, God, I forget what I I had gone and joined a group of people. I forget what actual campaign we were in, but um, we were in. I think Blue was made. Uh, Daggerfall Covenant was making a a big push down the map uh, to just crush everybody. I was uh, AD at the time, and we went over and decided that while they were pushing us. We should instead do give us give everyone a little bit of time to be able to um, retake the keeps because they kept reinforcing the keeps, um, and we didn't really we couldn't with the smaller gang group we couldn't kill their zergs, uh, so instead we we got with another raid group and we split up into two. One raid group went up to um, Sejanus, the other two, the the other uh, lower outpost was that Nickel Nickel's outpost or something like that, and I think so, we yeah. E yeah we each simultaneously like we in secret like snuck all the way from like um, I think Black Boot and Bloodmane all the way up to those each of those um, outposts hit them simultaneously and took them while they were taking Black Boot and Bloodmane, and so the second we did that, the larger group pushed in and um took back uh blood main and black boot from uh blue and we managed to actually push all the way to being emperor wow that's awesome it was it was really cool because we would basically we would all run ahead stop everyone goes in the sneak until they catch up we'd scan the area run again for another like five or ten minutes uh or a couple of minutes stop go everyone goes in the sneak we look around and check and see like where they all are because we were just getting our faces pounded in we had to be able to stop their uh, reinforcements hmm that's sweet that's really cool yeah all right well um let's go ahead and move on to our next person deltia still awake there good sir oh yeah all yeah. right man what have you done in eso this week well, I mean, not my usual 900 hours because I had this wedding thing that soaked up endless amount of time. So, yeah, that happened. Um, Party Pyro hosted a lobby PvP night on the Blackwater server, which is no veteran veteran characters. You know, so it's lobby safe. You know, people don't feel like they're going to get pounded by full legendary gear, people like me. And that was a lot of fun. I was playing like a level 10 Dragon Knight. And we took caves, did some siege. They played for a few hours. I had to go. But um, 
it was fun playing on a Lobby character. Kind of gave us a new perspective. There's a lot of people that you know were playing like level 49s and stuff like just cheesing it, but um, that was really fun. And then I just been doing a lot of PvP. I have a funny little story, but um, we have been trying to PvP. I've been trying to get these builds sorted out and what people want. So I put up a post. And it's kind of interesting the builds that most people want. And so I'm, you know, I can't update them all all the time, but I can update like one per class. And so that's what I'm going to work on next. So I was just kind of tinkering with each of them and seeing kind of what's going to happen after this patch and how I can progress them. So that's what I've been working on in game. And then me and Angela on Twitter, um, she's watched my stream and I don't stream very much. So I'm not very good at it, I guess, but she kept saying, you know, do it or whatever. I'm like, okay, I guess if you guys want to watch it, I don't know how to interact with the community very well. I'm not a good streamer. So I'm like, well, I'll, I'll learn, I guess. So she loved it, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, hey, you know, come heal me sometime. We could kill a lot of people. They go, heal my dragon eye. We can kill everyone. So she came along. She's like, I'll be your pocket healer. All right. So I go, you got to have a Nova as a Templar. It's the only ability that doesn't have an AOE cap, meaning it can hit a million different targets. I'm like, just just drop it when I tell you to. She's using my team speak. We go in this keep. They got oil. They got fire. There's everywhere. I go, okay, get your ultimate up. Get ready to drop it. I talons a group. I, I'd use a couple different talons. So I got about six people at each talons. We got about 15 people in this choke point. She dropped Nova. I talons dropped my standard. 15 people. <laughs> Dead. Just the two of us. It was Awesome. And I, you, like, and I was streaming, I think, too, and you just saw AP go. I mean, it was like thousands and thousands of AP. <laughs> and, and then so I I was, then we, I kind of learned how to make money doing PvP. You can actually do it by getting all the gear sets. Um, so I'm going to make a video with that later on. But, yeah, things are slowing down this week for me, so I should be able to update a bunch of different guys. But I just really enjoying the PvP. I think it's going to be a lot better. Now that you have to be Alliance rank 6 to buy forward camps, um, it's just been a lot of fun. Just my Dragonite is so powerful. Cannot wait for the Grand Melee, which I think we're going to talk about later. We are. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But that's what I've been doing, not my usual amount of time. And then um, there was a costume party on Halloween night that um, Akatosh put on at Java Who. And that was a blast. The guy looked just like... Um, What's it was Shay Gorath who won, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, his, his name is um, Eben, but yeah, that's what it is. Uh, he went as. Like. <laughs> yeah, it looks just like him. He must have spent hours on that. Um, but anyways, so that was really cool. And then today, Hard Contact, Mike Gold, Medge, and Kodog um, did another really cool event that people love, which is they take them through Cyrodiil on a low-pop server just to get their sky shards. So they can get all their skill points, do all the dolmens, get the achievements. And so they're doing that today. So really, we just have tons of activities going on for the community. Tons of stuff going on every night. So it's just great being a part of this community, whether you're my guild or Akatosh or whatever. You know, AD's popping. So if you're looking for something to do, we might not be the best PvP faction, but at least there's something to do. Right. Well, uh, definitely, if you haven't had a chance to go out and get all those uh, Sky Shards, you should come on to one of those events and do it, because you get a lot of skill points off of that. I think and it's if you're, literally 15 skill points to get them all. You get everything. Yeah. It's a lot. And uh, it's not hard. It's harder to do solo, but when you're a big group, it's easy. 
set aside a couple hours, go out, join one of these events, get all your skill points, and then put them all into crafting like I do. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> all right. Cool. Well, for myself, which I kind of got to play with Delta a little bit this week, which was a lot of fun. Um, before I get into that, uh, live server didn't do a lot, mostly because the East was away and we only play our characters together. So I did a little bit of one of my Let's Plays on my mule. Sorry, ladies, but yeah. Uh, I was messing around with her a little bit, running around Ebonheart, uh, the city of Ebonheart, and doing the, what was it, Anchors from Cold Harbor, part of the Fighters Guild. Uh, still messing around with my Nightblade. I haven't really picked a build, but I'm probably going to aim towards One Shot Willie from DelphiesGaming.com. Oh. Um, yeah, because I don't play anything other than Templar, so other than my Templar, like I, I don't really read guides for my Templar because I'm really into the numbers and stuff on my Templar. But for other classes, I know nothing about, so I always look at Deltius site for stuff. If I play one of them, I'm like, okay, what build? Go to Deltius. What, le what level is your Nightblade? Uh, right now, like 12 or 13. Okay. Do you like it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes and no, I guess. What don't I'm, you like, or what's? I'm not a stealthy person, but I am yeah. making her be stealthy. Like I'm forcing myself self to be. Like even in Skyrim, we're talking about that. The most popular build, according to like the official poll, was the bow stealth build or dagger build. I never did that. I did heavy armor, big weapon, run in, you know, come at You're me, like bro, me kind yeah. of stuff. I'm not sneaking around. I'm not derp sneaking. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm trying to force myself because I, guys, roleplay guys, I have a backstory for her. Uh, she, do you? She's a Breton. Yes. Specifically, she's a Reach woman. Okay, and that's why I also made her my provisioner and my alchemy. Not just because I'm sexist, because I'm not, but it sounds <laughs> like it. But because she's a Reach woman. Like, if you know anything about the Reach, they tend to be very... They're kind of into that whole alchemy kind of thing, that whole tribal kind of kind of deal. So she was actually a... I want to say a slave. She is a slave, but she's a war captive um, mm -hmm. who was taken by my main character, so now that's why she does all my stuff. She's bound to my character because I didn't kill her. So now she's, you know, bound to me because I spared her life. So, but being so, she was one of these reach men reach men, even though she's a woman and she was a hunter slash archer kind of character in the reach. That's what she was. So that's why I'm trying to build her as a medium armor, which by the way, she only wears the primal armor. So she looks like a reach reachman. Why aren't you an RP with us? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I do. Oh, now, now oh, my RP is in my own head and with my own characters. I, Hey, RP is fun. You know, you can you can come join our pirate crew. I you know, when you're talking about the adventure RP, I could get into that. I think my hardest thing for me to get over with RP is while everyone's sitting around talking, I'm like, can we just go kill stuff? Maybe I'm maybe I should RP like a psychopath cuz I just want to kill stuff. Oh yeah, that's tavern RP. Yeah, tavern RP is hard for me to do. But yeah, if it were like, hey, let's all go explore this dungeon. I hear there's something out there. I could get into that. Like, when we just had a recent RP event, we were going to take our first ship. So we actually RP'd out, okay, we need to overtake, like, this section, right? And mind you, it was in, was it Rokha or Shrosmakai? It's in Shrosmakai. 
Okay, Shros Mikai. So basically what we had to do was, since there's no, like, baddie NPCs in the buildings that we were going to be, we had uh, Morio DM'd an event. So, I mean, you were still, like, killing stuff, but, like, kind of, like, imaginary, like, in your head, you know? Like, okay, so I went after guard number one. I swung at him low, trying to cut him at the knee, and then Morio would DM, your swing almost hit, but you missed, and this happened, and then you have to respond to that. So it's like you're fighting, except you just don't see it on screen. Hmm. Okay. I see that. Um, but yeah, I do tend to, like, all my alts do have backstories. Like, that's why they are my mules. There's some reason why they are. Um, but yeah, she was always one of my favorites. But it is hard for me to, uh, in in case of, like, Deltia, because I make her, she was supposed to be a hunter-type person for, for the Reach, I don't play that way normally. And it's very hard to get into it. It's fun when I get those sneakish sneak shots off and stuff where like oh wow look like 90% of their health is gone but stealthing is just really hard for me to get into so stealthing is an art form in this game if you get really good at stealthing you just you just go through an entire dungeons without actually fighting anyone yeah yeah if you have the if you have the trait that increases the stealth yeah then you can um i don't i don't know it's just I was playing around with her. Like, I don't know. I, I it's it sounds weird because I want to like her. I really do. Plus, she's a redhead, and I have a thing for redheads. Um, I'm married, but it's okay. I already told my wife that I have a thing for redheads. She dyes her hair sometimes. It's cute. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just it's hard for me to get into Adeltia. Like, I'm following your guide, and I'm like, I can tell it's powerful. It's just. Not my play style. You can play a Rambo uh, Nightblade, but you have to use staffs. Staff. You, you can Healing Bubble and you go Sap Essence. and yeah, You can play Rambo Nightblade, but you gotta have staffs. Yeah, I because was playing a uh, Destro Staff Nightblade. Oh Lots yeah, of, they, can uh... burn it, they can burn them down. But the, the, the weakness of the Nightblade is they're the only class the only class that doesn't have a huge bubble or a, a big self-heal. Every other class has some really big mechanic. Nightblades have drip, 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 hit healing, but they don't have a bubble. They don't have a huge self-heal, and that's their downside. It, it really needs some kind of a buff to Nightblade. That's a whole nother story. Um, in, in terms of damage, though, Nightblades are, night, like... They're, they're, they're incredible, but, like... I mean, I'm PvP. I was I spent all week trying to figure it out how I could nuke people and not die. I'd go in there, nuke a couple people, die. I get on my Dragon Knight and I went on like a 97 kill streak. You know, it's like I can't, you cannot kill me. And then my Nightblade, it's like what? Yes, I can stealth away, but that's broke. They don't even, they still see me when I stealth away. So it's like, you know, I don't know. It doesn't feel like a really powerful stealth class right now doesn't and so i just play the rambo nightblade where i just healing ward my face off and that's i don't want to play like that yeah anyway, sorry i know it's your section no but... no no i like this is why we do i like talking about it but you know like i said we were saying do i like it it's like it feels powerful it's just you know the the warlock build of nightblade actually works out pretty well for me i i do a lot of destro staff with like siphoning stuff 
and it's it's good for soloing and running dungeons and stuff but it's i i've tried to pvp with it before and it just does not work uh, yeah get, i just get nuked i mean you just get one shot by everyone you're just squishy because and then if you play the the stealthy night blade you're using medium armor which has no spell resistance so everyone casting spells on you hits you like a truck instead of if you're using light armor and using healing bubble well guess what you don't hit me very hard now it, that, yeah. it's so counterintuitive you would think medium armor You'd have all this elude chance and miss chance, but you don't unless you use the elude skill. And even then, it's like weapon attacks only, pretty much. It's not spells. So no, it does it does affect spells because I've used that. Oh, as a medium. I've used that as a medium armor tank a couple times. Well, maybe I need to try it again then. It's it was actually really interesting because we were in uh, Craglorn fighting anomalies, and the anomaly just does. It, it, we had just killed like a stormatrix. Someone had focus down the storm atronach without telling us while the air atronach was up and so we're fighting the air atronach and it does its you know spin of death and normally that would have one shot me but i just you know you just do the little sidestep animation and you're perfectly fine hmm. yeah i'll have to look that up yeah because i thought it only but if it does maybe i'll need to try it again and just work on it but i couldn't get it to work i just and i think i'm i'm gonna do a new build and i'll preface this real quick there's a set that gives you health back every time you use an ultimate and Nightblades had the lowest cost ultimate. is it the lord set no, no. It's, it's a trial set it's called oh, okay. the shroud set i'll link it in chat but what okay. i'm gonna do is build this so i get like 700 health back every time i use an ultimate and with that new ability um it's gonna like increase my damage by 20 percent for six seconds it's gonna be super bursty and but I need to get those pieces before I do it. Sure. So, anyway, sorry I know it's your story, but I had to chime in. No, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and I'm just like before I move quiet. on, uh, just in my defense, yes, all my all my housekeepers, quote unquote, are female, but Thais is just as sexist as me. She made a buff Argonian nor or, or buff Argonian as her housekeeper, so male Argonian. So it's not just me. I feel better now. All right. Uh, and other than that, uh, I guess all I really did after that was, uh, well, we did on the PTS where it was Deltia, Kipster, myself, and Aloha all did Veteran City of Ash. And if you haven't, I know Deltia has a video. We have a video of it. It was a lot of fun. It, it was a gorgeous dungeon. When you walk through it, it literally feels like oblivion you know like elder scrolls uh for oblivion like it was perfect they did such a good job with it mechanics were fun they there were i don't think there was any real tank and spank the first boss technically could be one but there's two ads that you have to play with and they poured around they're a pain in the bum um but there really wasn't any simple fights wouldn't you say deltia there was nothing that was just yeah stand here and don't don't die I mean, the, the trash ads, but yeah, it was... Well, trash, you don't count in fights. They're just there. Yeah, it was <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was a lot of good out of red. It felt... It felt um, I, I wrote a little... My impressions of it. It felt like... Not say natural, like you're going to fight a beast in real life, but to the point where it's like, it's not stagnant. You know, it was like, whoa, it was dynamic and fun and exciting. But yeah, there was there was nothing like that going on. No, the trash mobs were simple, but everything else had some complex stuff going on. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like I was the second boss or something like that. Uh, 
she's a caster who summons Daedra, and then she does this, uh, it's kind of like the Nightblade clone thing, but she's putting fire on the ground everywhere. When they die, they lay fire on the ground. Oh, it's it's a blast. Um, even though, well, it's going up on Monday, but if you haven't got a chance to be on the PTS, shame on you. When the next update comes out, which will probably be in two weeks, given by if this one drops, we'll probably have a week of nothing, and then they'll probably put update six on the PTS. That's how it's always working. Get out there and test it. I cannot wait to see what's in update six. All right, that's uh, the end of our tales section for this week. Let's go ahead and move on to the next section, uh, which is our community spotlight. So, guys... Why don't you tell us a little bit about ESO RP podcast, where they can find you, you know, give us something about your podcast. Well, uh, we can be found at on Twitter at sign ESO underscore RP, or you can go to our website, which is OP dash cast.com. Um, that holds all of our news updates and our episodes as well. And we're also on iTunes. So if you just ever want to just like do an iTunes search for ESO-RP, um, we're on there to download or whatever, what have you, stream it. Um, that's basically it, right, Moriel? Pretty much, yeah. Do you guys record live or are you a studio recorded? We studio uh, record. Well, okay. we, also, we do live at the live stream, but otherwise we studio record. Oh, that's right. Yeah, our Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, our Twitch is ESO underscore RP. And we do Saturdays um, around 7 p.m. We do uh, live streams for the community. Um, We're also going to be starting doing uh, improv events. So if you're a fan of RP or just role-playing, come in and have a little fun with us, and we can do that as well. What faction is that on? Faction? You said Uh, you're having RP events, or are you doing just just all the Oh, I'm sorry. It's on the live stream. Um, Oh. yeah, it's uh, we do the Twitch. We're going to do improv nights, so you can come in an RP. Um, basically, you just role play out via voice. So, like, we'll have a DM, and the DM says, you know, you're in this place at this time. You're with this person. What do you do? And you actually voice your character. So, if you're a Nord, you bet, I, I'm grabbing my axe and this and that. Or if you're an Argoni, you do an Argonian voice or, you know, a Khajiit voice. Like, this one grabs his axe. You know, something like that. I want to go as a Khajiit. I may show up just as a Khajiit because I had fun last week doing the Khajiit voice. Just saying. <laughs> we, yeah, we came up with the idea because during the Extra Life event, um, we got kind of like bored. Uh, and it was like we started at 9 a.m. on Saturday. And around like 4 a.m. on Sunday, we're like, let's do some improv. <laughs> it's like we were already out of things to do. So um, it happened. It was actually a blast. So we had we improv that Sanguine Cultists came into a tavern and all sorts of debauchery and uh myself and a few others were holed up in a kitchen and we had to rp out that situation via on camera (laughs) oh that's pretty cool i like it all right well if you guys haven't you should totally subscribe to these guys because they it is an interesting podcast it's different from any other ones out there like it is um but really great i love it it's fantastic Thank go you. subscribe now just do it should should we play the uh malmore man song for them do you want to do that i i kind of I, I don't 
Okay, okay, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Wait, do you want me to do it right now, or are you going to give him the recording? Um, Give him the recording. Give him the recording? All right. If you guys send me the recording, I'll add it to the end of the show. Wait, do you want to do that, or we can do it live? We just send him the recording. <laughs> All right. All right. I can do that. All right, send me the recording, and I'll add it to the end of the show. Cool. All right. Next up on the community spotlight, last bit of news. This is really cool. The Grand Melee, hosted by the Art of Warfare, will be happening on Saturday, November 8th at 12 p.m. Eastern. This is cool, guys. They're going on the PTS, and it is going to be a one-on-one combat where what you have to do is... The registration's already over, sadly, but... Uh, they'll probably be doing more of these. It seems to be pretty popular. And they will be streaming it on their Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash TAWTV. And there will be a special guest announcer, which is Atropos from Tamriel Foundry. Awesome guy. He's great. Um, but what they're doing is when you when you register, you make three characters of the same build of one of each different factions, and you're assigned a color, and it'll be like a single elimination tournament, I guess. Um, and it's it's pretty neat. Like the, and they're handing out prizes and everything like that. First place prize is a sixty dollar or sixty day prepaid game time card for ESO, uh, and fifty percent off of the Elder Scrolls um, online digital store purchase. So that's always cool as well. Uh, second place is similar, but they're going to be adding other prizes. Third prize is similar as well, but they'll be adding more to it. So it's really cool. Now, Deltia, what did you have to say about this? Oh, well, I registered right away. I thought it was awesome. And this Elder Scrolls put this out, so I, it's hopefully one step closer to dueling. You know, if I think if it goes well, you know, something might be in the works uh, doing this. So definitely register to do it. Get the PTS downloaded. It's much easier to do now. Um, and I'm I'm glad the community is supporting this because I registered and I'm ready to nuke some people. Excellent. I was going to ask you about your build, but I decided I'm not going to because you can tell us how it did after the thing. We don't want anyone to know what you're pulling out. So that's cool. All right. Now we're going to move on to our next section, which is our guild quarter. Delta, you get to talk again. Oh, yeah. I love to talk. Um, yeah. Uh, hard contact. We're still doing stuff. But Akatosh is really the big guild, and that's from the ESO um, TR guild. And they do something every night and I help them out when they need it, but otherwise it's off the ground now. And they have, um, each faction has their own thing going on now too. So you don't just have to be all Mary, but really, um, hard contact is more for, you know, constructive progression based stuff, whether it's PVP, PVE, whatever, but we want to keep it moving and, um, being at end game, that sort of thing. So if you're looking for that, you can holler at me at Deltia in game, Mainly the organized stuff is at then the evening. You know, we can't do all the organized stuff during the day when everyone's working. So, and that's um, North American server, and it's usually around seven o'clock, eight o'clock um, Eastern time is when we get things started. So, yeah, just come hang out, and that's at Delta in game. Cool. Uh, ESORP guys, you guys yes. want to promote your guild? Oh, yeah. So um, we have a RP guild uh, by the name of the Redwater Buccaneers. They are a pirate. It's an RP guild um, based in D.C. right now. Um, And we are a guild of sort of 
high seas, adventure, crime. Um, generally, we notice that there is a lot of um, good guilds and good guys in uh, Daggerfall Covenant. And we realized there wasn't really many uh, bad guys, so we decided to be the bad guys. Play the pirates, go on off and uh, do all kinds of various vile things. And um, we, um, we're also sort of like, we're cursed pirates. Almost sort of like, um, sort of like the Black Pearl is that uh, we are technically have this sort of curse of immortality we're working with. Like the uh, Kathringi in Black Marsh. A little, a little bit. Not quite the same thing, but uh, if you if you get involved, you'll find out about it. It requires a little bit of sacrifice, <laughs> but <laughs> both literally and figuratively. Uh, but it's cool. We're we've got a lot of like heists, and we're we're in Glenumber now. We we did a lot of bad stuff in Strasmakai, so we ran away from there. Um, and uh, hopefully, we're working on getting like a criminal syndicate up. So uh, it's it's pretty good, and I'll sort of link that in the oh, actually it's a deleted link, so I'll have to actually link it to you guys to link. Okay. But other than that, that's that's about it. Sort of what we do. Cool. Um. So when the justice system comes out, you guys are going to uh, be outlaws. <laughs> uh yeah, we will all pretty much be outlaws. There's yes. gonna be there's gonna be a lot of stuff going on, but I'm I'm it depends. I, I probably will be an outlaw. Hmm. Sweet. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, if anyone's interested in joining Wings of Fate, which is the friends and family guild of the Tales of Tamriel podcast, you can either contact myself. That's Jellos A G G E L O S or at Tear Eater T E A R E A T E R in game for an invite. Uh, get to hang out with us. We're on the uh, North American mega server. Uh, chat with all the hosts. I think. Oh, cool. Got it. Um, chat with all the hosts and yeah, just have a good old time. We have a great community. We love everyone in it. It's great. Um, also, for those interested in a little bit more of the hardcore side of things on the Ebonheart Pack side, a good friend of the show, Kipster, there. Yeah, Kipster. Yeah, my rent kip has started his own PVE progression guild called the Dragon Guard, currently accepting any VR rank character with a serious intention towards endgame PVE content. Uh, I think they almost have enough ready to start trials. If Thais and I can ever get up to VR 14, they'd probably already have enough. But if you're interested, you should uh, whisper him in game. That's at Kipster, K-Y-P-S-T-E-R. And there we go. You may eventually get to raid with Thais and I if you're subscribed to the game long enough for us to hit VR 14, I don't know. It could be years down the road. It'll take me a few years to hit VR 14. <laughs> well, how often I stop and read books, it may. All right. We're going to move on to our second to last section, which is our emails, iTunes reviews. We didn't have any iTunes reviews this week. Sad, but we did have three emails, which was really cool. Albeit, I don't think I can count one of them because it's from Deltia. But we did have a special request from Deltia uh, asking if myself, Arthais, could touch on Yakutan lore. Who, what they are, and what their motivation is. For those who don't know, Red Guards are essentially Yakutans. They're, they're interchangeable. Yakutans was the progenitors of the Red Guard race. 
who hailed from the land of Yakuta, which is to the west of Tamriel, kind of close to Glenumbra, if you will, sort of. Essentially, what had happened was the Yakutans started a migration into Tamriel, specifically the Hammerfall region, around the First Era, roughly 800 First Era. Um... Because their homeland, the continent of Yakuta, actually sank into the sea. So it's no longer there. Now, no one really knows what happened to Yakuta. There's some people say that it was a natural disaster, whether it's an earthquake or a tsunami or a volcanic eruption that actually sunk the island. Um, however, there was also some, some theories that it was actually some internal strife within the Yakutan... Um, ruling party and there was a civil war and I'm assuming something that happened one of the sides decided to use magic and destroy the entire island it's not really known some people say it's one or the other um, it's kind of cool though apparently they knew it was coming so that leads me to believe it was me personally that it was closer to a man-made disaster than a natural disaster Unless it was like a volcanic eruption, because they kind of knew it was coming, and the Red Guards, our Yakutans, started coming over into mainland Tamriel in force. Now, where the name Red Guard actually came from was when the Red Guards first came over, they came in what was known as a Ragadah in their language, or a warrior wave, is what they called it. It was assumed that Redguard was just a, a, a phonic corruption of Ragadah by the people who they were attacking. So the, the locals in Tamriel heard their their term Ragadah and kind of bastardized it into what we know today as Redguard. But the actual Redguards themselves are Yakudans. Yakudans are Redguards that came from Yakuda. So all this happened roughly around year 800 in the first era and round 800 is when they uh kind of made their way into hammerfell so there you go a little bit about yakudans yay cool right cool yeah heart yeah. war I, I love the lore in this game it's great and i always was kind of curious about how red guard came into when i first heard yakudan i'm like obviously i know the red guards because i knew the lore behind um you know yakudans and right but i'm like what is the difference and then when i found out that their when their migration came they were known as the ragada that it was just you know someone heard the name wrong did they say ragada or was that red guards it was it was regatta 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 i've heard it pronounced multiple ways actually from the elder lore podcast it was ragada because it's two separate words ra space g-a-d-a so it's yeah. like regatta regatta red guard yeah could be either way and there you go so that's how the red guards came into tamriel as we know it yay lore i love the lore <laughs> this game yay motto i love it love it so much so there we go all right uh our next email is from nate uh lance lansom yeah sorry if i pronounced your name incorrectly sir i know you're in chat right now you're awesome um says great show last week i wonder if you could give listeners a list of the best eso related people or accounts to follow on twitter personally 
I'd like to have more messages popping up on my Twitter feed from fellow players who comment on game news or what they're up to in game or writing about. Now, I actually took the time and actually sent him a list um, of people that I follow and that I think are really good. Um, but honestly, if you check on uh, Tales of, you know, at Tales of Tamara, our Twitter feed, just go into our followed section. And if I'm following them, they're talking about Elder Scrolls stuff. That's why I follow them. I have a personal Twitter account that I follow everything, so don't use that one. But if you follow Tales of Tamriel on Twitter, if you look at who we're following, those people talk about Elder Scrolls. So that's why we follow. So there you go. A um, couple notables, of course. Uh, ESORP. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Elder Scrolls Off the Record, which is Elder Scrolls OTR. Tisocast, uh, Deltius Gaming. Um... Aloha Wendy, she's awesome. Tamaril Foundry, Tiso Elite, um, some of the more personal people to follow. Uh, TES Fangirl, she's great. Face. Follow her. Schmidt Face 1. Schmidt Face 1, yeah, he's on my list as well. Um, who else do I have? Esteldian, he's in here. Wicked Gaming, That Road Guy, Java Who. There you go. Some people who like to talk about ESO. You should Thanks, check love. Thank, she will call you love, so you should follow her. Uh, Tamriel Unchained, yeah, that's, uh, you can follow Garbrek for that. He's, uh, they're, they're a good show, I like it. I like it. Tamriel Unchained? Yeah, it's, uh, Game Breaker Nation's new, um, podcast on Elder Scrolls. <laughs> it's on YouTube now. I've been bugging Garbrek, who I think was in chat earlier, to put it on iTunes so I can listen to it while I go to work, and I think he's working on that, so it'll be both YouTube and iTunes coming soon. Okay. Maybe, maybe he'll tell me in chat if he's still here. Um, still, really cool guys. Uh, they go from kind of the harder core side of things, so keep that in mind. There you go, guys. Uh, last email is from DoubleClick in game. Love the show. I want to ask what you guys thought of like a fix he had. Fix for stamina builds and reasons to wear heavy and medium armor. Uh, five B five piece bonus increase. Oh my, five-piece bonus, increase in reduction for heavy armor, 50% less chance or cost for block, bash, sprint, break. Medium armor for five-piece has a 50% cost reduction for roll, sneak, break. Obviously, may need some adjusting, but what are your guys' thoughts? Um, there already is a little bit of this in-game currently, specifically with medium armor, because that's what I wear. I think the last passive in the line reduces the... Im- the cost of sprinting and like the second passive um, reduces like cost of like your feats, your weapon skills. Uh, Delty, what about you? What do I think would fix medium and heavy? Yeah, armor? what, what, what would encourage people? And I think a lot of this, a lot of the current meta as we know it is going to change when the champion system comes out. Like it's it's resources. Period. Armor is crap in this game. You don't need armor. Armor ratings trash. What's not is spell resistance. Everyone uses spells. It's spell weapon power that sort of thing. Problem with heavy armor is that it's it's uh, resource based. I started tanking way better than the City of Ash once I swapped to light armor, because I can cast. If I have a burst self heal, I don't even need a healer. I can heal myself with just block and block cast. The problem with heavy armor is that you get point, point 
one five percent of your stamina magic back when you get hit. Not fifteen percent, point one five. It needs to be some resource. It needs to have some resources back. Yes, it's easier to heal me. What does that matter? I mean, if I can heal myself for the amount of health that's missing, do I? Re- I don't even need a healer most of the time, right? I just need to get stamina back. So that's the problem with heavy armor, in my opinion. Medium armor is simple. The defensive suck. Elude uh, is okay, but not nowhere near what absorb magic or immovable is. So I think they yeah. need to have that that skill completely overhauled and updated to be something really beast mode. Because right now it's not. So the defensives need to be updated, I think. And light armor is just too powerful. It's just too powerful to have right now. Sure. Yeah, most of the most powerful abilities in the game are your class abilities. And Which they're all magic. magic. <laughs> yeah. right. If there was a way of making some of them stamina, maybe that would change. The meta may change at that point. But right now, all the best abilities are all Magicka-based. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. you go Or... Or make it so like okay, you know, you get you get magic on return on heavy, you get stamina on return on heavy, but stamina is used to do everything else. Magicka isn't. I know we always hammer this point, but make it either that the stamina returns is threefold, or you know, the soft cap on stamina regen is is higher than the soft cap on magicka regen. Maybe make a you know a Munda stone that's really powerful for stamina regen or something like that. But the way it is now. You know, I still use medium armor because it's fun and it looks cool. But honestly, heavy armor looks no, better. Heavy armor looks amazing, <laughs> but it's terrible. Oh yeah, it's terrible. I mean, it's it's just it, I can hit soft cap on armor and light. I can hit hard cap on armor on light armor with spells and abilities and and glyphs and everything. What's the incentive? There is none. It's all about resources in this game. Try try tanking Dragonstar Arena. You have to block, cast, and do damage. Heavy armor doesn't support that. Sure. Um, Moriel or Knight's Knight, do you have anything you want to jump in on this one? I mean, honestly, I, I've been running a... One of my alts is a uh, light armor DK, and I honestly have tanked with him, and it's... You don't need heavy armor to tank. Um, I've been thinking about maybe adjusting my Nightblade to be a tank and to just see how that goes. Because uh, I've had some people discussing things like kind of a life-stealing um, tank. But honestly, I don't even know. With Heavy armor is kind of crap. Medium armor can work pretty well. Um, the only good thing with Heavy armor really is stuff like un- uh, Unstoppable, Immovable. Elude... Yeah. Is pretty good, and I've run that as a tank. Uh, but that only really works when I pair it with something like a uh, light lightning form with my sorcerer, so that I'm completely capped out on both armor and spell resistance always, and I have a missed chance for when people try to hit me. Hmm. Neat. Um, Knight, do you have anything, or you just want to abstain from this question? <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, you could probably tell. I this is Spanish to me. All this mechanics gameplay talk. It's <laughs> interesting. Say. It's just I don't do much of it. Well, for the people who are like Knight who don't do much of it, you could visit deltiasgaming.com. He does all the math for you. So there you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a stamina build that works, not for PVE, I would, but for PVE. I would like to actually to request Deltia. 
make a Nightblade tank build that works. <sighs> that works. That, this oh is my God. challenge. This is my challenge to you. If you can somehow make some kind of Nightblade tank, even if it's just a life-stealing kind of tank, do it. Well, hey, you've been asking for requests, Deltia. There you go. <laughs> well, I already got 12 builds to update already. But I was thinking about that. The Nightblades have no burst self-heals. So they're totally relying on their healer. But what they do have is leeching strikes. They have the best resource return. So they're not as yeah. dependent on luminous shards and potions to block. So there's that. Um, ultimately, though, you'd have to build it around helping your healer, essentially. But it's something I can work on for sure. Yeah, because I know I posted the the tanking guide, and then I got all this hate that Nightblades are awesome tanks, blah blah blah. And I'm like, uh, you're probably right, but it's just my opinion. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk on essentially leeching strikes, making it so you don't have to do much resource management. It's like, well, I never run out of stamina because I always get all my stamina and health back due to this thing. Um, yeah, but you're you're gonna but you're the problem is I mean, Dragonite. I can if I'm down to one percent health, boom, I'm at thirty four percent health. That's just so powerful. Templars are a beast tank. A thousand point bubble, a thousand point bubble I can have up at all time that reflects damage to you. I mean, that's just that's unstoppable. Blazing Those two shields. tanks are just Blazing Shields beast Night, mode. Yeah, Nightblades do make good healers though. Diamonds make obscene DPS. Just watch Kipster in uh, City of Ash. Yeah. I mean, he's just dropping Veil of Blades every five seconds. It's and I mean that's that's what they shine at. But yeah, and someone will make a build that proves me wrong. It always happens, and that's the beauty of this game. Is you can make anything work. Is it going to be the best in the game? No, but you can legitimately make, make make stuff work. And you have to build your place to that around it. You know, I'm the big derpy, running Rambo kill stuff guy. So I'm not really that attuned to the Nightblade. Where you know, someone who loves sneaking around just might love sneaking. Around. I hate it. I want to go. I don't. I'm not sneaking. Come on, come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. Nice. Right, Jules. That's what see, I do. See on the opposite. See on the opposite. I sword am against my guy. chest. Come at me. That's what I do. All right, guys. It's time for the uh, final thoughts of the show. So, yeah. Make sure you let everyone know where they can find you, where they can follow you, and give us your final thoughts for the show. Let's start with uh, Night's Night first. Final thoughts for the show. I think it was fun. I learned a lot about gameplay mechanics, uh, something that I hope I don't forget by the time I actually use it. Um, But it's hard to... Forget it, because you have Deltia here, and he's always posting stuff on Twitter if you follow him, so it's hard to be that, you know, disengaged from that kind of aspect of ESO. But, yeah, I think it was fun. I like the crowd that you guys have in chat. Pretty cool oh, yeah. people. Active chat room tonight. This is great. All right, uh, Mori, how about you, man? Um, I, I like this... I liked how this went tonight. I find out I I have a very different play style than uh, Deltia has. I am I am the sneaky guy, even though I'm a sorcerer. <laughs> um, <laughs> I <laughs> um, I like it. I like I don't get being in the RP community. I don't really get to talk mechanics with a lot of people, even though I love talking mechanics. Uh, so I'll I'll definitely be watching you guys some more. Excellent. And neither one of you said where we could find you, so... Uh, I I will say, (laughs) you guys can find us on, like we said before, on uh, 
either our website, which is op-cast.com, our Twitch, which mm -hmm. is uh, Twitch channel name is just uh, ESO underscore RP. Um, our podcast, it, are we like ESO-RP at Potomac.com? Nice yeah. Yeah. And uh, we've linked our uh, Redwater Buccaneers RP guild up there. So you guys can find us on any of those places. Okay, excellent. And Deltia. Um, final thoughts of the show. I'm tired. I had a long weekend. So hopefully I didn't <laughs> seem too down in the dumps for you guys. It just was, oh, man. Wedding. That's okay. Uh, I forgot half what I was going to say during the show. I was like, oh. well, that's, that's, not, that's not abnormal. But. Shut up. It's a great show. I mean, I like the game that it supports different types of playstyles, you know, and it's not just just the meathead PvPers like me because we don't need more of those. We need probably less of those, but the game sustains a lot of different people, and it's a lot of fun. And you know, it's it's going to continue to be that when we got great people like Iso RP, you know, helping out, helping people get involved in something new, and that might be different and might be their thing. They just don't know it yet. So thanks for coming on. Thank you. No problem. It's real fun. Thanks for having us. All right, and uh, as for myself, I do want to thank my co-host for joining me this evening. Uh, Delta, of course, as always. Um, ESORP, thanks guys for coming out because you guys are great. I love your show because um, it is unique in the in this community so far. Like, there's not a lot of uh, RP podcast. I don't think there's any to be honest, other than you guys. So it's yeah, really nice. <laughs> you are you got a monopoly on it. And it's nice to see you guys being part of the community and, uh, you know, just getting in there for the people who do like to RP. Because the worst thing I see from other games, now I'm going to get on my soapbox here real quick. Uh, worst thing I see from other games is the RP community seems static and dead. Like it does. You might see a little bit, but a lot of times RP kills just kind of fade into nothingness. You may have a couple people who are act, you know, who are there, but it's not a lot. It doesn't grow. They show very little growth. But this game supports such a great RP environment because the lore is so rich. The people are great. The developers are behind you guys, just like they are the rest of us, which is great with sending out the the uh, messages about when new RP events are coming out great stuff like that they really support the community and i really think that it helps the the rp community grow because unlike the pve and the pvp communities which tend to naturally gravitate toward you know people gravitate towards the rp community is a little bit more subdued so it's nice to see you guys in particular and, and the the developers make taking a stand and going hey we're still out here we still like to do what we like to do come out and join us have fun and maybe you'll get into it, you know? I might even hop out one day and uh, uh -oh. do a little bit of RP. Hey, I You're already got the backstory on my tunes. I just got to work on my interface with other people. I mean, I mean, you don't have to, like, if you want to RP with us, you don't have to be a pirate. You can be the guy that we mug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, at least I know you can't kill me unless I let you do it, which is right. awesome. Excellent. We can... Definitely detain you, though, and throw you in a basement and make you live off biscuits. Well, that's kind of what I do to her anyway. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wrong. 
Wrong. Wrong. Yeah. You can send all hate mail to Ajellos at. Anyway, um, yeah, if you guys want to find me personally, because I always forget to do this, my personal Twitter is at Ajellos, A G G E L O S underscore W O F. That is my personal Twitter. I follow all sorts of stuff, mostly ESO and Witcher. That's really all I follow. I don't really care about other games. But I do follow a lot of different people all over the place, and uh, that's where you'll see uh, me. Send him him worms, uh, COD like a thousand gold. He really likes that. (laughs) COD a thousand gold with worms, yes. Um, (laughs) I couldn't even afford it. That's how broke. I had to borrow money from Kipster today. Oh, he told me, yeah. (laughs) I love you, Kipster. So, you know. <laughs> kippy, kippy. My rent a kip. I'm gonna actually have to borrow money to pay for his rent a kip services. It's gonna be gross. Um, but yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter. You'll see a lot of my personal stuff. I think all last week I was just showing off my anvil, so I was excited. Whoa, that's a that's personal. right. I was getting my anvil back together, trying to build my forge back up. Need to make sharp things. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like. I see. I'm melee even here. That's why. Um, you can follow me in game at Agelos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S. Uh, send me a friend invite, chat with me. Worms. I'm friendly. I do talk to people. I'm not. No, like he doesn't. He, put, he puts him, but he puts you on ignore and says, "Don't ask me any questions about builds." I I do. I do. <laughs> now I don't. <laughs> All right. But I do want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. If you wish to help support the podcast, feel free to donate via the PayPal link on our website or tell a friend about us. That's the best way you can help us. If you wish to contact us with questions, comments, criticisms, the website for the show is talesoftamriel.com, or you can email the show at podcast at talesoftamriel.com. I expect a lot of hate mail for all the things I said about my mule characters today. You can follow the show on Twitter at talesoftamriel, Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. Also, feel free to rate and subscribe to us via iTunes. And if you missed the live show or want to catch up on past broadcasts or our YouTube exclusive content, subscribe to us at youtube.com slash Tales of Tamriel. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a good night, everybody. Later. See ya. All right, folks. Let me take the song of a man but he wasn't really a man he was an elf his name is Malmore Man you see Malmore Man they claimed he was part fish but really he was a sea elf they thought he was just a high elf vampire but that wasn't true a man who traveled long long distances for love gold lots of gold so he made a deal with Boethia, because that's really smart. And he said, Boethia, won't you please make me immortal? And Boethia said, sure. Here he is, that bright shining star of brutality and betrayal living out his life off the stolen life force of others. So I'll shed a tear. <laughs>